What's up and welcome to The WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you guys this week. I promise. <laughs> uh, the main topics this the main topics this week, Luke, are obviously going oh. to be Warranty Gate, as I've been affectionately referring to it. Oh, I thought you were going to say War and Peace, and I thought it was fair. <laughs> I mean, there's some more, but there's not a lot of peace lately. <laughs> lately. Uh, in other news, Newegg reacts to a pricing error in the worst way. Yeah, um, yeah, deflection. <laughs> Look at Newick. <laughs> we'll be we'll be talking about that in a little bit. What else we got going on here? <laughs> oh, nothing. Uh, it's, Meta's tracking you. Yeah, Meta's bad. Um, also, <laughs> no, I want to live in the metaverse. <laughs> if I lived in the metaverse, I wouldn't have to wear these pants. What? Oh. Wow, he's uh, he's doing it. Actually, it's a little chilly in here. It is a little cold today. You guys have the AC down way too low in here. You know that, right, Dan? Yes, it's uh, it upsets me quite a lot too, yeah. Okay, who is responsible for that? Because it's actually, actually like when it's 35 degrees Celsius outside and you guys have it set to freaking like 18 in here, that's a not insignificant like expenditure. Yeah, sometimes I have to wear a sweater. And they uh, leave it on over the weekend. Like it's it's on all hours of the day, just like a walk-in fridge here. Is there anything we can do about that? Who's I, responsible? You know what? You can tell me off the show, but yeah, I, I think there are yeah. actually, I'm upset. <laughs> we're going we're to get them. <laughs> I'm cold right now and it's summer. It's August. Personally, so I like it, but I, I think there's also... a problem with it. It's also, uh, yeah, it's 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 too cold. Netflix has games. What? That's what? crazy. Netflix Time to start the show. Games? All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's get started with our most important topic today, and that is that. Hmm, let's see. You're just gonna Google is trying to yeah. evolve texting. That's right. The That's source is the topic. Verge and Mac rumors. This week, Google launched a campaign. Oh, we're really doing it, okay? Explicitly asking Apple to adopt RCS. On their page, they outlined the substandard green bubble experience of iPhone users, like low-resolution multimedia messages, broken and limited group chats. That's true. No typing indicators or red receipts, and no ability to send over Wi-Fi or with end-to-end -end encryption. This is how you get more watch time, kids. Despite a very chaotic instant messaging strategy, Google has been trying to get RCS more widely adopted for a while now. But thanks to reticence from carriers and ignorance from Apple, Google's been the sole torchbearer. Maybe if they hadn't crushed all their other competition, we'd still have Windows Phone. Not that Microsoft is exactly you know, the shining star of making sure that there's no monopoly or duopoly. <clears throat> implementing the service from their servers and implementing features like end-to-end -end encryption on their own. Our discussion question is, how many iPhone... They're editing it in real time. Are you really going to avoid talking about the warranty thing? No, I'm going to talk about the warranty thing. Oh my I said goodness. right at the beginning of the show, I'm going to talk about the warranty thing. <laughs> Jeez, no, these are... Bring back my discussion questions. <laughs> Okay, these are from Jonathan Horst, our host for Mac Address. How many iPhone users have you met that are snobby towards green bubbles? I don't know, but I heard it actually like dramatically harms your dating prospects to have really? a green bubble. Yeah, there was an article that I was reading. They like actually 
like studied this with a not insignificant sample size. And it was like the conclusion, people are shallow. I mean, no, it's, it's good. It's good. We know this. I don't text often. Most, most of my text messages are for like service alerts, like, like, like full plane servers and stuff. Well, that's because you're a giga Chad who uses like signal or something. So that's true. Yeah. So like Maybe I message what? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Every time that we talk about this, I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's an Androidification thing that I don't use the text messaging thing that comes with my phone. I use Signal instead. Maybe that's like, maybe if it was better, I wouldn't. I don't know. People in Flowplane chat are like, um, actually, you know, banned from group chats because of green messages. Um, I prefer blue chats, but not a deal breaker. I get my balls busted for being a green bubble all the time. I've never experienced it. I just I, I have never experienced it either. I mean, part of it is that I wasn't in high school or middle school yeah. when iPhones were a thing, right? Yeah. Yep. And I mean nobody had a Blackberry. That was for like your dad. Your, yeah, the the, yeah. the guys with the hip holsters and stuff. Right. It was like it was <laughs> none of none of the kids had Blackberries. Or none of the people that I knew at least. My school was also like kinda out in the boonies, so you know. Yeah, fair enough. This is wild though. The number of people that are like, yeah, it's you hear this all the time. It's it's yeah, like a super it... persistent thing. And there are some things that aren't really legit that you hear all the time because the people uh, that it's pointed at like to complain that it's happening, even though it's not. But like this seems to be one of those things that's actually real. It but I have my brain no experience with it, so I don't know. Every single time. Yeah. Who cares? cares? Yeah. The the banning because of it, I feel like there might be some more going on well, there. It also, I feel like that was an excuse. No, it can also, it can break some interactions. So mm. it'll do things like, uh, for example, when I'm texting someone on an iPhone, my sister has an iPhone, and if she reacts to a message, I will get a full-on SMS notification, uh, Bella reacted, thumbs up to your message. And like I think it copies the contents of my message I don't want a text message for this. Oh, I mind you, like I also that. don't want a notification for people just going on my messages. So I that's do. maybe the same problem. That should just be a setting thing. But I do like that personally because for me, it's like this is a full confirm that I have read and am good with whatever this is. You know, maybe okay, maybe I mostly like that because of Slack. Yeah, because I like the work confirmation of someone like being like, "Got so it." This is just you from like a business perspective, Maybe. and whereas people in just having personal conversations, and again, a lot of people treat their social lives very business like. You know, everything's like scheduled and they're coordinating. And yeah, I definitely don't do that. I but... yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm making burgers. I wonder if Luke is hungry. <laughs> what if I could also get him to move? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could also help me move a dresser. Yeah. This this could work. And a bed. I don't remember everything else. That was kind of a fun day, though. <laughs> I almost needed to call you again. We had other dressers, but Yvonne's shoulders feeling a little better, so she helped me move okay. them. All right. But I was very close. I was very close to calling Luke again. I see again. you, Yvonne, trying to replace me. I get it. Um. Well, I... The... Don't think about it too hard, okay? Yeah, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> All right. Should we now get into... Oh, man, I don't know. Are we doing which... it? Are we diving right in? Well, I don't know. It depends. Both feet, hands up. It depends Shoot. which one you want first. I think warranty. I think that's what people are here for. You want to do warranty first? I think so. Um, Just you sure? Just coming. Hit hard. I mean, the, allegation, the allegations are quite scandalous, though. It's whichever one you want to do. Flip a coin at this point. Google All right. Flip a coin. Let's you do can it. Press Let's flip a coin. Let's yeah. flip a coin. Who's got a coin? 
Oh, you can literally just no, Google it. No, 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 no. That's... Please. Why don't you play some D&D with digital... Why don't you just use an Excel... That's fair. Why don't you use an Excel sheet? Okay? Just That's put fair. random... Like... Please. <laughs> flip a digital coin. What? 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 You gotta call it now. Yeah. 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 Well, no. Uh, you, you, you call it. You call, call it. it. Okay. Heads is backpack. It's heads. It's heads. We do backpack first. Thanks for the tuning. That's mine. <laughs> Got him. It's actually a t- tunies are cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was gonna say it's worth a lot of money, but these days with inflation, it's a little bit less. You know. Let's jump right into it. I said a lot of things last week. Oh. Sure did. And this week. And there were some things I said this you're week. You're going to next week as well. Thanks, Luke. That's you just really said helpful. said a lot of things. You didn't say they were controversial. You That's say lots true. of things every week. I said a lot of I said a lot of things that I didn't necessarily think were that controversial. And a lot of what I said uh, could be interpreted a number of ways. Uh, the charitable interpretation could even be good. Whereas the cynical interpretation, in most cases, was pretty terrible. Okay, so I want to jump in on a few of these things as sure. well. I take some of this flat because I should have stepped in during the show, and I didn't because I don't know a lot about warranties. I'm just being open about that. I didn't know like what normal warranties on backpacks are sure. ever since I've looked that up. Um, I didn't know, especially, like, I know what I would expect from warranties in the, like, computer hardware space, but outside of that specific space, I know basically nothing about warranties. I have no idea what, I've never tried to, like, warranty return a shirt, because I didn't sure. even know that was a thing, etc. Yeah, for so sure. So I mostly st- stayed out of it. You I can warranty a bag of lemons that wasn't juicy enough at Costco if you really want to. Yeah, that's cool. After you've juiced them. These were not juicy enough. <laughs> I didn't know that. that was a that's thing. an anecdote from Twitter. That's actually from a Twitter user, but I have a person in my life who has pulled very similar stunts. <laughs> <laughs> like buy a watermelon, eat half of it, be like, this is not very delicious. <laughs> and take half a watermelon back for a refund to Costco. Yes. To co- wow, the time of even getting a parking spot sounds like it probably wasn't very worth it. But um, hey, you do you. <laughs> also, the so there's hmm, maybe I'll let you talk a little bit more. Keep going. Sure. All right. So the first thing I said was warranty. What warranty? Uh, effectively amounted to trust me, bro. And the two interpretations here. Interpretation number one is this is the cynical interpretation that a lot of people went for. A lot of people didn't. Um, you know, the, the the cold hard facts are that the total number of backpack cancellations numbered in the few dozens. Uh, it was not a lot. Um, for the most part, I think this community knows what I'm about, uh, knows what our company stands for, and went, yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. And to those of you who, who saw it that way, hey, thank you. I uh, appreciate you. Uh, but there was clearly a very, very negative interpretation of what I said. He's clearly a weasel, knows these things are going to fall apart, uh, putting him out of business if he stands behind it. And in that case, good riddance. Um, also, no warranty is, it's illegal. It's anti-consumer. What an asshole, right? So that's that's an, a valid interpretation, quite frankly. I didn't I didn't word it very well. So I, I want you to get through both of your interpretations sure. and then I'll respond. Second interpretation. What I meant was that from my point of view, this is not urgent. And I don't give, I don't care what the legal requirements are for a warranty. We already dramatically exceed any legal requirements for a warranty or customer service. So from my point of view, I was going, well, this is, this is non-urgent. Um, we can deal with this whenever. 
Another point of clarification, the backpack's not gonna sink us. The screwdriver's not gonna sink us. I see a lot of speculation. It's amazing where people will go with me saying something that was off the cuff, not worded very well, not thought out very well, and take that ball and run. You know, apparently the situation here is dire. I am cracking under the strain. I'm stressed. You know, the truth is actually I am pretty stressed. I was going to say, some of that is fairly true. I have a lot going on. We've got merch. We've got labs. Yeah, we've got backpack and screwdriver, which were major investments for us. Um, some weird nerds are making a website. But here's the thing, guys. I also have Yvonne. She wouldn't let me overextend. Every single backpack, every single screwdriver could sink into the sea. Labs could fail. Or, or you know, let's say it doesn't fail outright, but let's say it takes three to five years to even begin to generate anything in return, which it won't. We've got an amazing team we're building. It's going to be awesome. Um, all of that could happen, and no one would lose their job. Not even Colton. I know, right? We will survive. Uh, it would be really. it would be a long, painful road back to where we could start to reinvest again. But the good news is that because we're built on a really strong foundation, we we own our buildings, right? I got no landlord. I got no one who's going to say, you know, your your rent's going up like this, or I mean, even interest rates, right? The main studio, here, full disclosure, guys, we own it outright. Oh, interest rates mean nothing to LMG for its main operating studio. We got this. So, so there's I'm sure, like yeah. property tax goes up and stuff too, right? Like a little little things and like utilities yeah. and whatnot. But the I mean, impact of that If interest compared... rates go up, property values are likely to go down. So my oh, property so would taxes would probably actually go down. Got it. I got this. Utilities and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 insanely smaller than uh We could also owing. pinch some pennies on utilities. Yeah. There's levers we could pull. Like we the, could like the cold. Yeah, we could go. We could go. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like like the frigid temperature here in the in the podcast set, Dan. Yeah. Um. You know, we could also yeah, we could try and work some deals. You know, try and get a discount on some solar panels. Make some content about solar installations. Put them up on the roof. Boom. We've we've nailed down some of our utility fees. I think it'd be sweet. It, like there's, there's just not I do a lot of sun in BC. I do but, want to do that. But yeah. hey, it doesn't hurt. Like at the oh, house. Absolutely. Yeah. Our utility bills are half of what they would be like yeah that's cool it's pretty substantial yeah um so so we got this um i have a kind of snarky but you know what i'm just gonna i'm just I, yeah i i've made some notes about this uh, i'm just gonna read it thank you for your analysis but i will listen to the person who actually looks at the books so thank you uh but don't worry we're okay okay yes maybe this is time to chime in um I, I get where you're coming from, and I think a fair amount of people did, but at the same time, this is not how we've highly suggested, is how I'll word it, um, that other people approach any other company. That's fair. Uh, we have always community, com yeah, community. We've always communicated that companies are not your friends, and we have also echoed that up with "we are a company." Yeah. Um, so having implicit trust without anything in writing is highly questionable. We've said in the past, um, and I was reminded about this by a, a comment that I saw somewhere, but like it's not like I haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, uh, we we've said in the past. I think you specifically have said in the past, and you mentioned Seasonic. Um, earlier in the show that like you can 
you can almost measure the the quality of a power supply by how long its warranty is. Uh, we've gone after companies for having bad or non-existent warranties, all this type of stuff. We've done this type of stuff before to other companies, so I don't think that we should just be magically immune to it because so of uh, your or our reputation. I don't know that I've ever gone after someone for a bad warranty term. I've certainly gone after someone for treating customers poorly. So I think, from my I think point of view. Having no shown warranty could be interpreted as treating customers poorly. We also stated that we would have a warranty and then we started selling them with none posted. And I do understand sure. that like you can make an argument of like, oh, we've said we're going to have one by the time it ships, but we're expecting purchases now. Um, so there isn't one right now. So Currently, right now, as stated, there is nothing. There will theoretically there will be something, and we have some potential news on that yep. coming up, which is which is really good. But the purchases and stuff that we've been taking in so far have been without one. That's fair. And you know what? I think I, I actually have something. I don't know if you've looked at any of this, but I, I have a bit later where I kind of talk about yeah, I I I clearly I clearly got this wrong. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through the next couple of next couple of things first, and then sure, we'll we'll I get can, to that later. I can chime in again too. But like, uh, one thing I'll say before you get into that is yeah. we we also critique people's responses to these types of situations. There's sure. that computer building company that happened went down. I don't remember their name. I'm sorry. Artesian. Overkill. Overkill. No, 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 no. Overkill didn't go down. No, sorry, I didn't mean down. I meant oh. I meant went down on the show. Like there, we 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 conversed about it on the show. I worded that poorly. Sorry, uh, but we conversed about their response to allegations sure. on the show, and we've done that before. Yep. And I think that um, accepting that the response from us on this was honestly really rough, um, and like problematic in a bunch of ways is is good because like the the same way that we instructed to them yep. at a certain point, you need to just be like, yep. And we're doing that, which is great. So, but like, but it's ex accepting that we like screwed up a little bit and just moving forward is the easier way and better way to do it. Another thing I said that has two possible interpretations that our audience and our customers are okay with the current situation. Um, one way of interpreting that is it sounds like I'm gatekeeping, basically saying, look, you need to get on oh. board with, you know, the cult of LTT. Yeah. Or you can GTFO. Yeah. That, that's one possible interpretation. Join us. What I actually meant, and this also ties back into what you were talking about, what I actually meant is that anyone who's ever actually dealt with our support would already know that we go above and beyond. There, there, is, no, there is no warranty term internally in terms of the guidance that's given to support. There, there are no guidelines. The guideline is make it right. That's it. Make sure they're happy. Yeah, we have the same, That's same type of inter same level of internal policy at Flowplane. Well, because it comes from the same person. That's true. I the the policies for our customer service representatives are very simple. There was actually a conversation. This is yeah. a little anecdotal and off topic, so I'm sorry. But there was a conversation really early in Flowplane when we were we were kind of defining how we were going to do refunds. Um, right. And I was pushing back against you because I was like, well, if I can prove this person watched like 200 hours in the last week actually and they've had this. it for a week like why should we refund them like that's crazy and you're like no i don't care just do it and i was like oh fine so like yeah the internal policies on that type of stuff are are very customer friendly i will i will say and very consistent and i can talk more about why that is later you don't have to trust me but i would ask that you at least not think i'm an idiot so we'll we'll get into that in a bit the last big one i think that people went two different directions with were the 
the part where I was discussing, you know, what what these commitments mean in the event that, you know, there's some kind of life ending event for me. I basically was like, yeah, like, how does this work in the event of a succession? And, you know, there were, man, there were a lot of really, um, you know, to me, um, unexpected ways that people went with that. Like, oh, he's trying to make it like, like make us feel guilty or he's trying to distract from the real problem or he's if trying I, to, if or, I tried to put or on, he doesn't a hat. understand how it works. Um, if go, I go tried ahead. to put on a hat of a, yeah strictly viewer that didn't know you very well i get it though i yeah i get it too that's why i have these it was, these and, possible interpretations and this I, is, no I totally it. yeah yeah and this has been yeah. pointed out by a few people that watching that like it was a live show that was a guttural response and you and me had actually had that exact conversation within the last like 24 hours so i knew it was fresh on your mind which yeah. is probably why it got reg regurgitated when the question was asked um but, so, so what I was really thinking about was that whatever commitment we make, it needs to outlive me and it needs to be well thought out. Um, it's my intention every, I talk about it all the time. It's my intention every year, every month, every week to make us more and more like a real company. I want to be a real company. Um, and, you know, sometimes whether I'm ready or not, that sneaks up on me. So we went from selling some merch to our you know, YouTube viewers to um, being an e-tail monster that suddenly pushed one day revenue numbers that would have made the 200 person company I used to work for blush. Like it, it was incredible what happened and I wasn't entirely ready for it. And one of the things that is on my mind a lot. I mean, here's a, here's something, guys. Like, you know, yeah, I did that stream a few years ago, right? The the 10 million subscriber stream where it was like, I'm thinking of retiring. Those thoughts didn't magically go away. Um, it's it's not like it, it's not like everything that I was considering then. It's not like everything I was feeling then. I uh, you know, I made a video about it, pressed publish, and oh, it's out of my mind now. I I actually I have no thoughts about this whatsoever. Um, I, I think, I think about it a lot. And I think the mistake that I made was that I was just, I was too open, honestly. I, I, and I'm not going to stop to be very clear, but I think what I did was I let you guys into a thought process that I have and had, and that was, you know, Hey, how do I ensure that, you know, whatever commitment I am making can be followed through on. Uh, how do I ensure that there is continuity? Um, and yeah, honestly, I probably went off the rails a little bit there. It's very unlikely to be a problem. But to the people who were saying, actually, they wouldn't have to deal with anything because you know, if they decided they didn't want to run it anymore and they folded it up, it wouldn't be a concern if you have a warranty. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the problem. I don't want that to happen. Probably won't. But whatever commitment we make, I want to make sure that whether I am breathing or not, we're following through on it. Um, there, There is ways to, I, I don't think that... Um, there are ways, we just haven't done it. Exactly, which is yes. the problem. Yeah. Because um, I, I think a lot of the complaints was that there just was no warranty. Yeah. Uh, so saying like warranty hard... Um, 
doesn't really excuse the fact that there wasn't one and there's ways around it and you can always like extend it later so having at least something i think would have uh solved a lot of those problems like so, i under i understand that as i said we had had the conversation before that show and all that kind of stuff i understand those concerns and i think they're coming from a good place yep but like it, it just it doesn't solve not having one at all with everything said um i was obviously wrong about the importance of this issue with uh, a large portion of our community i should have been more clear i should probably have a pr team i i probably shouldn't do this podcast uh, but I hate that stuff. Um, so CEO of Ford does a podcast. For better or for worse, you guys are getting my real thoughts. Um, you know, I think I think I was pretty prickly in my response. I I think the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was people calling me a liar. Um, I I don't think it's unfair to say that anyone who's been following for a long time should probably know better. I don't always get it right. I I really don't. Um, I don't always express myself perfectly in the moment, but I shoot straight. What you hear is what you get for better or for worse. And I'm always trying to improve. I get things wrong all the time, but I like to think I don't get them wrong three times in a row. If you kind of get what I mean, I'm saying I might get them wrong twice, <laughs> but very rarely three times in a row, maybe sometimes, but rarely. Um, Another thing that probably came across wrong, since we're piling on things that I did wrong, um, that's me piling on, so I guess I'm allowed, is me saying this is basically a professional outrage storm and not reflective of the community at large who knows what I'm about. Um, what I said was true. We, we didn't actually have a ton of cancellations, and we did have a ton of people reaching out saying, actually, I've had great experiences. I trust them completely. But for everyone else, it was probably extremely crappy to hear me be dismissive of the concerns of their fellow enthusiasts. I think also, while there might not have been a ton of cancellations, uh, there, there are potentially people that would have yep. ordered that didn't because of that. And that's fair. Um, but again, my, my, my mindset was, we'll deal with this. Um, there's no particular hurry. We got this. Nobody has been screwed over. No consumer, no viewer was actually screwed over. So, all right, we'll deal with it whenever. But you guys are right. I would raise an eyebrow if a company didn't have a formal warranty. Um, but, you know, and this comes back to what I was saying before, the bigger issue than the actual written policy is the behavior of the company. Because at the end of the day, this is all gonna come down to trust. Uh, but, even if you have, yeah, go ahead. So I, I agree but that doesn't it's still we we gotta i have to keep stating this just yeah, because i know that someone's gonna jump part way into the show um but i know you understand but i'm just saying it again because of the, the how viewers watch things um but having this being like a strong internal policy is more important uh is good but it doesn't dismiss not having a uh, acceptable public policy yep or external policy. Whatever. So let's say you have a written policy. Um, there's lots of ways that companies with written policies can just completely avoid dealing with the cost of a warranty replacement. They can weasel out of it through terms and conditions in their written warranty policy for whatever reason they feel it's not worth it or they just don't feel like it. They also can fold out right, things. which happens. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, yeah, I... I you know, I think any business owner who's not anxious right now is deluded. Like we are, we are heading into an unprecedented time right now. 
Uh, we're on the cusp of potentially a global recession right now. If you're a business owner who's not a little anxious right now, you got to like read the news, like for yeah. realsies. Yeah. Um, then there's just like outright refusing to honor it, just like ghosting people. So what are you going to do? Someone ghosts you over your, your phone warranty or your mouse warranty. What do you do? Well, you have to take them to court. Are you really going to do that? Over a couple hundred dollars? Do you have any idea how much time that takes? How much that's going to cost? You, you, Some people you might, won't. but not the average person. So at the end of the day, as someone who has seen both sides of all of those coins, like working as a product manager, where you are this in-between, right? On the one hand, you're working at this company who has their own policies and their own actual behavior which don't always align and you're customer facing that way. And then you work with all these manufacturers, you work with all these brands or distributors or whatever else who also have their policies. And in addition to their policies, the way that they actually behave. And so for me, reputation's everything. Like, yes, 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 yes. Warranty matters. It's, it's, a, it's a written version of what you would like I believe in an ideal world your reputation to be but it's the, the writing doesn't always match up with the real world and there's there's stuff so I hear you on that but at the same time uh what if someone the what if the first video someone ever saw with you in it was yep. the short circuit of the backpack because they were looking to buy I a know. backpack and they were like hey that's a cool backpack. You keep getting into stuff that I'm about to talk about. You're so good at it. I'm driving the conversation it's forward. It's almost like I had a bit of a flow to what I was going to talk about, and you're ready. Um, so I felt our reputation spoke for itself. Was that hubris? Go ahead. Just do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I assumed that the people I was talking to had like ordered from us, that they had already seen the quality and service, that it wasn't going to be... It wasn't going to be a major issue. I was clearly wrong. That was clearly my bad. I also assumed that the community wouldn't jump straight to how anti-consumer I am. Um, <laughs> this is really funny. I had some stuff in here about uh, discussing how uh, a lot of the community went straight to Steve's seven-year warranty on his screwdriver. Uh, he has since made a video. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, frankly, I probably won't because the summary that I've gotten already is that he made it based on out-of-date information, so that's unfortunate. But uh, maybe he'll get around to covering it again it, after it was, this. It wasn't out-of-date when he made it, to be uh, fair. There were, there were tweets clarifying stuff that he didn't cover, so... Oh. Yeah, I mean, you can't be expected to read every tweet. It's not there reasonable. There was a lot of talking from, yeah. from so you boys. It, it's not reasonable. Uh, but mm. basically, uh, what I said was, you know, I love Steve. He's a force for good in the industry. Uh, but to imagine that the seven-year warranty on his screwdriver is any better than his will to follow up on it is, is an, it's, it's, an ima it's imaginary. Um, he will follow up on it. I believe he will. He's a principled guy. And if honestly, I think that if a shaft fell out of his screwdriver in eight years, he'd probably replace it, assuming he's still around doing this gig. And I think that because he's a stand-up guy. But that's the assumption. It's that he's still doing this gig. Um, so it ultimately comes down to trust, no matter what. And I thought you guys saw me the same way, which was kind of heartbreaking, actually. But also eye-opening. Um, the number of people out there who will assume the worst of me just because I let you into my very real and yes, sometimes flawed thought I, processes. I, I don't think you're necessarily reading this the right way. I don't I think don't it necessarily man. means that people don't trust you. I think that a lot of people go with the stance of trust but verify. 
And the verify in this situation would be to have a warranty that they can look there at. There was a lot of... There was a lot of oh, else. I'm, I mean, I'm well. sure there was as yeah. well, but I think that would be a disproportionate. We, we've talked before about like yes. vocal minorities and stuff. I don't think it's a huge proportion of the audience. There is always going to be, we're, we're big enough now and you're the front. Yes. So there will always be a certain amount of people with daggers ready to go, literally, no matter what the topic is. Well, it's is. frustrating. For sure. It's frustrating. And yeah. I know, and, and again, like I know 100%. because I see the numbers. The majority of you are like, yeah, he's got this. Yeah. And I know that, but the, you read a hundred comments on a video, which is the one that stands out? The negative one. Like yeah. my, my English teacher in grade nine told me this, I don't even know how the topic came up, but it was about how like it takes, and this math is obviously whatever, but the- uh, English the, math. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Math. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it, it, it was uh, for every negative comment, it takes- 10 or 100 or something i don't remember what she said uh positive comments to make you like forget the negative comment right it's the same it's the same situation here it's not exactly the context that she was talking about but like i don't think trust is that big of a problem i don't think it's a problem at well, all actually okay yes and no because you had the verify stage the mods of the subreddit consolidated the warranty hurricane into a mega thread Right. And I was accused of censoring discussion. People thought it was it, the Linus which Media Group user. I was extremely honestly like I was I was more personally upset by that than I should have been. A lot of I people in the comments on that censor negative or critical posts about me. Our stance from the beginning of the forum, which, just in case you didn't know, is the beginning of the company. Um, it was just formalized because of the forum, is that we would remove uh, inflammatory comments about other people. Users. Users. Our users, our community. But we would, we would not remove inflammatory comments about us. We are fair game. Yeah. And that has always, always been the policy. And I was just, I was looking at it going, when have I ever done that? And then, and then it kind of gets worse because I explained we have staff. We do have people who are on staff as moderators on the unofficial subreddit, r slash Linus Tech Tips. That's there for emergencies. The example that I used was doxing. I was outright called a liar over this. Um, even after the creator of the subreddit came out, said, hey, look, I checked the logs. They didn't touch a single thing. It was kind of funny. Well, then the goalposts also... moved. And now it was unethical for us to have mo staff moderators on an unofficial subreddit, even if we weren't going to touch anything. And I just, I don't know what to say. I wasn't lying. Stuff happens in a community this size at our scale, whether it's doxing or whether it's maybe I didn't want to tell you exactly what kind of problems they are, right? That's a possibility. Whatever it is, stuff happens. And there's a huge difference. Like, honestly, the moderators there, they do a great job, but they're volunteers. I can't call them in the middle of the night on a Saturday because something's like an emergency. There's a big difference between acting fast and acting now. Some of the old school forum mods are like, wait, you wouldn't do that? Because I used to bug people like that. But I don't. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I need someone on payroll that I can call. It's that simple. And it's not because someone said something mean about me. Like if we were, if we were moderating the discussion, you don't think we would have just blocked the word warranty? And called it a day. Sick. That would have been pretty simple, right? Let's go. So, you know, if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. But safety comes first. Um, and if you don't believe me, then okay. 
like there's really nothing I there's nothing else that I can say about it. Now we get to the part where I was like, come on, guys, really? I think the WAN show viewers, I think the people watching this probably understand that whole guy who drops everything and has 50 people to do all the hard stuff for him. Hashtag lie-ness. Um, I think you understand that that bit is an excellent way for us to make topics more approachable and to create a safe environment for people to make mistakes and learn. Um, I, I could absolutely polish everything. There is no reason whatsoever that I ever have to make a mistake on camera. Think about it, right? We edit. Other than WAN show, I can make lots of mistakes on WAN show, which I do. But I also make mistakes in our pre-recorded videos. There, that, there, there's, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason. Um, I also would like to think that you guys know that the success over here is not some kind of random accident. I did get lucky. I was in the right place at the right time, but I know what I'm doing. Even if, even if, so here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Even if I didn't care about any of you, not even a little, don't you think I'm smart enough to know that if we denied any reasonable warranty claim or support claim, there'd be rioting? Do you honestly think I'm that stupid? Even if I didn't... I have to, I have to come back. Yeah, even if I didn't want our policy to be bend over backwards for everybody i have to, would i be would i, I be to bring it back would i be deranged enough i have to bring it back yeah yeah, but yeah what yeah. about that person who just watched the there's got to be one of them the first video they ever watched was the short circuit backpack video they have no idea who you are they were shopping for a backpack they found that video what if they, this is a brand new viewer? They don't I, they don't have that stuff established, and they look, and Luke, was it hubris? Should be able to, yes. Okay. Well, then we're good. <laughs> I All know, right. but I just every every time you go down that road, I got I got to bring it back. Which and I understand why you are, and I get it, and I think it's good, and you should you should do this, etc. But I gotta I gotta keep jumping in there. So I have a summary thing. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Luke, yep. for helpfully getting ahead of me again. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I think most of you understand my jam over here. I just didn't realize how many of you would jump on me. Uh, not even due to this, due to some past grievance, the the speed with which both the main forum thread and the main backpack thread before they were consolidated, the speed with which they pivoted to, remember when he said ad block is tantamount to privacy, piracy, was incredible. Well, this is this is like I said, there's people sitting there with daggers ready to go about anything, and then they're going to want to turn it into the thing that they actually care about. So that I mean that makes sense to me. And that's annoying. You know, like, I get it. That bottom line is fair enough. Um, skepticism is absolutely something that we, we probably it. need more of. We say yeah. it's a good thing. Corps aren't your friends. Influencers aren't your friends. I happen to be both of those things. Corpo influencer. Great. So for the people posting that, fair enough. Um, but even if I'm not your friend, I'm not stupid. Um, to those of you who think I'm some kind of lucky idiot, um, hey, thanks for that. But I, I, I really don't think so. I'm not a genius. My mother had me tested. I'm definitely not a genius, but I'm super duper not an idiot either. Um, so yeah, we didn't we didn't actually screw over a single customer. And look at what we got this week. I I know I know what would happen if we actually boned anyone, for real. Like it would it would go it would go mega viral. I don't I don't think so. I hear you. I get that. Yep. Bup, 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 I know bup. I know I know. What if it was the first think... thing they ever saw? No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the point. You haven't had yeah. an... Not the, I'm not saying you would. I know the internal policies. 
but there has been no opportunity to do so. So saying that we haven't doesn't really have any value. Sure. But we also haven't. We have lots of other products. Sure, but we're we, talking. We, we've had four we years. We don't have any other products that are in this category in regards to premium nature. I yeah. We don't have I any mean, other products that like say there was say there was a fundamental flaw. We have a hundred dollar hoodie. The like, bottom just falls off. Actually, yeah, swag it's well over a hundred dollars. Sure. Say there's a fundamental flaw with this one. Sure. Right? There isn't whatever. But say there is. Sure. Someone from the outside and like, yes, you know what? They're wrong. Okay, whatever. We can stomach backpack problems. It's fine. Yeah, we got this. Don't but worry. But they don't know that. All right. So all without right. these things being in place, I can totally understand the skepticism. I can totally understand the frustration, all that type of stuff. I, It might have been volume boosted pretty darn high, but then I think a lot of that was our horrific response to it. Yes. And I think we just got to- Thank you for charitably using the word our. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm throwing myself in here. <laughs> so bottom line, here's our plan for the trust me bro guarantee of quality. We, are, we will be offering a limited lifetime warranty uh, guaranteeing no manufacturing defects. Uh, these will lead to replacement or repair at our discretion in accordance with local law. It does not cover misuse, neglect, user modification, or intentional damage, obviously, uh, nor does it cover normal wear and tear. Um, we were, we're going to get all of this drawn up in legal terms that will... Uh, you know, obviously cover our butt, you know, like any actual warranty, look closely at them. They basically amount to the, the will of whoever it is to fulfill them. And I have a lot of will to fulfill them. I, I do not wish to have a, a poo storm on my hands because like over what? A couple hundred dollars, honestly. Uh, even if it was all the backpacks, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tarnish our brand that way. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like uh, genuinely, our, just in a, in a like raw, brutal financial sense, it's even then it's not worth it. Without our community, we're nothing. I've said it time and time again. Um, if this is the first video you're watching, which Luke says is a possibility, he's right. That's it. Okay, That's you, the bottom line. Um, chat is blowing up with first time messengers. In the meantime... While we get all of that drawn up in a way that my lawyer doesn't yell at me, nothing changes. Our 100% local, not outsourced support, they might be a little slow sometimes. But they will take care of you. And if they don't, then Nick or I will. It's that simple. You either believe that I have the integrity to follow through on my word, or at the very least that I'm not enough of an idiot to break it. Uh, or you don't. I can't make you. All I can do is keep doing my thing. And eventually, you guys will come around. So that's it. The trust me, bro, guarantee of quality, which I'm going to be pushing hard to make sure we call it that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Oh, I'm doing it. I know it. I moved away from the mic. I, I don't think you should because when this goes away and you're stuck with that naming in eight years from now, it's just going to like be weird and bring this back up for no reason. I'll think about it. I will. I will take your feedback. Uh, Maybe just do like an acronym and don't explain it to anyone. The TMB guarantee. The TMB of guarantee. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I could come around to that. <laughs> just no, uh, no explainer. Sh Bingo on Twitch asks: Can we define normal wear and tear? With all due respect, it's an expensive bag, and while we know your quality, I'd hope it would hold up for a number of years. Well, that's exactly it. That's how warranties are structured. Like, go, go, like, go read them. It's usually at the discretion not usually it's basically always at the discretion of the manufacturer if you have done anything that voids your warranty so it comes down to trusting me and yeah we got your back of course just like we always have that's my point is that whatever warranty we write down it ultimately comes down to our will to fulfill it and we have a lot 
full will. No limit to the will. Sort of. Someone could sue you. And at that point, it doesn't just come down to your will. Well, why would they sue me? What, well, what if you didn't? Well, why would we do that? It's stupid. No, I know. But you're saying it just comes down to that. And technically, it doesn't just come down to that. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Sorry. There is no reality where we don't just cover no, it. No, I know. I totally okay, sure. I agree. Yes. Technically, they could sue me. Yes, they, they could. Yeah. I'm uh, just saying when you, when you say it just sure. comes down to this, it only comes down to this. And it's like, well, no, not technically. It will only because we're going to honor this very yes. highly. But... You know. But just like any other warranty, ours will be worded in such a way that it would be very difficult to take it to court anyway, because we're right. probably but they could. just going to copy someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We will have a lawyer look at it, but like someone else did the work already. <laughs> I mean, a lot of legal documentation is... I know. Just uh, So anyway, with all that in mind, we have a special edition shirt created by the one and only Sarah Butt, the Trust Me Bro Warranty t-shirt i okay i spent an embarrassing amount of time verifying that this was actually our website because the first time i ever saw this someone posted it in float plane chat and i was like <laughs> you must be kidding me there's no way we're actually releasing this um and it's our website it's definitely it it's real it's a pre-sale this isn't a spoof all shirts will be printed following purchase and may take three to four weeks to print and ship yep. um all, all ordered items will be shipped together. This is not like backpack where your initial items will ship now and then your backpack will ship later. Unless you so also buy backpack. It'll Oh, unless you also buy backpack, in which case your other items will ship together, but like delayed by this shirt and then the backpack will ship later. Unless the backpack comes in first. It depends which wave you're on. Mm, okay. No, probably not. No, I don't think that'll happen. Um, but there it is, guys. The Trust Me Bro warranty. I think she did an amazing job. It actually looks really good. It does look pretty good. I still so don't it's know cute. if we should have done it, but it does look pretty good. Oh, of course we shouldn't have done it. We should be a mature company that does the yeah. right, you know, responsible PR thing. But you know, not only, look, not, man, uh, yeah, not, not always is what I meant to say, but you know, when we're getting destroyed and we, up until hopefully now, responded very poorly, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I like the pink one. <laughs> Look, guys, I gotta, I gotta have some fun. I gotta have, I gotta have fun. I gotta have I fun see, with this. These are our shirts, right? I want to see the burgundy one. I normally really like that color, but I haven't seen our shirts in burgundy yet. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't it's, know. It's not Request cool. one. Yeah, yeah. Request one. Wear it for when? I don't know if I'm gonna wear a trust me. You bro don't know if you're gonna wear the trust me, bro, or a t-shirt. Maybe not. Oh, guys, not. I have a bit of news. Okay. Oh, There's up? only 19 bags left in wave two. There's only oh. 19 bags in wave two. Hey, thanks, Anonymous, for taking number 20 there. That looked like a backpack order on the uh, on the monitor thing. Oh, there's a lot of those. Um, Yeah, so the bottom line is, guys, we got you. And I promise we're going to get into some tech discussions at some point here, but nope. I've got I've got another I've got another. This is a much smaller storm. But it's a much more serious storm, and so it's it's pretty important to me. Okay, there's still some confusion. Oh, there's confusion. We are putting it in writing. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was previously responding to some people on Flowplane chat. They're like, "You gotta put it in writing." We are. It's happening. We he literally read it out. Yeah. It's coming. And in the meantime, nothing changes. It's coming. We'll deal with it. Yeah. We'll there's, deal with it. There's a warranty on the way. There's there's a bunch of confusion. I think people are thinking that this is this whole conversation was an excuse to not do it. No. It was a mistake to not do it in the first place. We are doing it now. We talked about everything we did wrong. Yes. We talked about my feelings for a bit. 
Yeah. And then we said we're formalizing the warranty. Yes, it's coming. Yeah. It should have been here already, but it is officially coming. It will be in place before orders ship. As far as I know, it's like mostly done. It just needs lawyer approval. Okay. This is awesome. Bradley says, I never cared. Four explanation four exclamation marks. Wave one, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Bradley. <laughs> oh my god, a shirt with a full written version of the warranty on it. That should be on the back of the Trust Me Bro warranty. Oh, I'm super I'm super down. Oh man, that would look it would look ugly though. Maybe we do that as a second where, where second you, edition. Okay, yeah. Or oh where would you put it? Oh my goodness. I could I could oh I don't know I don't know if our printer is gonna want to do this. Our shirts do are printed locally. If you put it on the inside if you put it in the right spot, so, so you read it. Face. You read it like a Star Wars text <laughs> scroll. We'll do it bottom to top or so you so you can read it when you pull on your shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think this is a worse idea than making the shirt in the first place. So you know. Yeah. Well, it's great. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Discount code deal of the week. Buy any T-shirt, excluding a mystery T-shirt, and get a sweatband set for fifty percent off. Heck yeah. Applied automatically at checkout. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks, Luke. That's awesome. Gotcha. Oh man. Do we want to take a a break? And talk about other topics? Sure, yeah, let's do that. Is we'll there, wait, merge messages? Is there more questions about the warranty thing? Well, we'll cover it at the end. Okay, yeah, I just, I want to be... Let's let's talk about something else. I want to be done. Let's talk about something else for a bit. All right. It's good. Okay, should we talk about your pool? They finally, they finally shot the concrete. They actually did. They actually did. My believe level was low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, the shortage. So apparently the issue comes down to the mix of, you'll have to forgive me, the, 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 the manly men who work in construction and, and women and others and anyone who works in the construction industry, all of y'all, uh, you'll have to forgive me. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it's the ratio of cement... Oh in the concrete does that make sense yeah sorry i said oh my god because ltt labs jake just had a very good point that we should have had like frat bro shirts for the trust me bro t-shirt well it's our shirts it's, so yeah oh that makes sense yeah. we don't okay we, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. we don't have yeah. like tank tops that makes sense yeah but it's, it's a good point though what would have been the collared one? Oh, yeah okay it's no, fine yeah, we don't, we, we don't have those anyways yeah. yet sorry okay yeah so concrete is shot that's cool yeah. So, um, but that doesn't mean that we're going to swim this summer, Luke. Oh, why? It needs a month to cure. A month. And at that stage, they can put on plaster. Yeah. And then there's after a lot that, of steps after. they can tile. And then after that, they can like, you know, do the, the like deck. Is there like ceiling on the tile around as it. well? I, I would assume so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a pool construction expert, which is why I hired hopefully experts to do yeah. it. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Well, that's unfortunate. I don't even know. But... Oh, apparently I got it right. Concrete is made of cement. Okay, good. And the ratios matter depending on what you're making. Right, right, right. So that's apparently the problem is that there was a shortage. So there's been a bit of backlog to get through. And the shotcrete, which is really cool. I, I, uh, I happened to be off that day. So I went out. I brought them a bowl of watermelon. And I was just kind of nice. hanging back like... Watch, man, I, I painted houses, man. I know what's up. If you are out there working in the sun and the homeowner doesn't at least like bring you out a lemonade or something from the fridge, man, don't take this the wrong way, but you suck. Man. <laughs> like One of my favorite ones. It yeah. was probably bad in the end, but uh, there's this picture going around where a, a like internet install technician 
is laying on the floor. Yeah. Doing doing what he got to do. Um, and he fell asleep and they just left him. They were like, oh, he'll be fine. They just let him. He's like, I probably deserves a nap. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, that's kind of a bro move, but also like, yeah, probably not. Might have appreciated being woken up. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I was watching them shoot the, they call it shot Crete. Yeah. And it's wild. So they had two cement mixers in the back alley. They had this like machine that, I mean, the pump must have just been incredible because it's this, it's this like thing they hold and they just like blow it vertically at the side. Wait, See, what? I thought, yeah, I thought they would have, I thought they would have put down it was molds and they would have cast it. No, that's nuts. <laughs> no, so they they shoot it. And it's kind of like, man, I don't even know what I would compare it to. What like the? it was kind of like painting almost, like like so they're like they're like layering it, or like when they applied the uh, the cellulose insulation. I was say, it reminds me of like that. the spray foam, yeah. right? But most people won't have that as a frame it's, of that's reference. That's why right? I didn't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. So I don't know what to compare it to that most people would have a frame of reference for. But but they're they're just like they're blowing it at, they're like layering it on like this, and then they go back and they actually like hand sculpt it. Like with tools, but yeah, like yeah, hand yeah, tools, yeah. right? And so I wouldn't it, have expected any part of this. So before. in one day, it went from rebar with gravel and like insulation on the sides, like foam board insulation. In one day, it went from that to uh, this like super rough thing. And they had like 10, 12 people there, like huge crew. And so they go, and then someone's coming behind, like going, like smoothing it out, checking, making sure everything's true. And like the stairs. It's one of those stupid things, right? Like, obviously, if if someone had a gun to my head and said, try to figure out how they make stairs in concrete pools, I'd have been like, uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess they probably form them when the concrete's wet. Um, and then the tile over them after. Like, am, I, am I dead yet? Right? <laughs> but I just never thought about it. Yeah. And so watching them just like, you know, like, like basically make sandcastle stairs out of... Out of, out of partially hardened concrete because they like they have to work on it uh, in stages. So they have to do the stuff that they can do while it's still really runny and then do the stuff that they need to do when it's a little less runny. And like they're just like going around like, man, it, it was a really cool process, actually. That's my foot, by the way. Oh, that's okay. Here, is this <laughs> more? Is it more good? <laughs> I didn't want to like interrupt you, but I was like, I think he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh. um, the t-shirt we said, code. we said it we said it at least twice yeah you said it oh the actual code itself oh uh, sorry no it says automatically applied at discount there is no code yeah so a t-shirt and sweatband set and you get a discount yeah. on the sweatband set by any set. t-shirt excluding mystery shirt get a sweatband for 50% off applied automatically at discount yeah we got this Yeah. alright cool Oh, man. I don't... I don't even know if I want to talk about this other thing now. I'm so, like... I'm so drained. Netflix has games? Yeah, Netflix let's talk has about games. that. Included with every Netflix subscription is Netflix Games. A handful of games. It's a little bit more than a handful, to be honest. A handful of games are released as individual mobile apps on iOS. Oh, I see. Uh, full catalog of 24 titles is in the Netflix app. There's no ads, no fees, 
and no in-app purchases. These are meant to serve as a sort of bridge to cross while waiting for the next installment of a running series. They don't want you to cancel your subscription between seasons of Stranger Things, okay? Um, Stranger Things has a couple games based around it. The Queen's Gambit has an upcoming chess game. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, it's about, it's like a chess thing, right? Huh? The, the, the Queen's Gambit? No, I know, but is it just chess? Or like, oh, well, that, is there more to it? Like, is it... Maybe there's a campaign and like they have voice actors? That'd be kind of cool. That'd actually be cool. No, I'd actually be totally yeah. down. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Like, I, that's, that's, I think that's why I Maybe answered that's what it they're doing. that way. Is like, if they do something more than just a generic chess game, it could be really interesting, but we'll see. Um, there's also some decent indie games that reported to mobile, like... Into the Breach, I had no idea. That's from the developers of FTL. Uh, Moonlighter, they apparently paid $72 million for finished developer Next Games. Netflix says the catalog will grow to 50 titles before the end of the year. And then here's where things get a little interesting, because I have potentially a non-normal take on this. But it says, the only problem is less than 1% of their users are playing them. They average 1.7 million daily users. I mean, that's a lot of people, but yes, yes. I think this is saying for the games, mm -hmm. but they have 221 million subscribers. Right. So that's, man, if you had, like, let's say you run a store, you run a supermarket, and you realize that you have an entire department that only 1% of people even, like, walk into. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. See, I think so. But then it's also, like, this super weird tertiary thing. Yeah, it's I, like, like if the supermarket randomly offered go-karts and only 1% of the customers used I mean, go-karts and they were pissed. It's funny you used go-karts as an example because I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> What's he going to come up with that they I, don't have at a supermarket? Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, they have got, hard Sears became known for having a photography studio in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, How random is that? But that's, There's but McDonald's that's... in half the Walmarts. <laughs> I mean the 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 the, the mega corporationception is real at this point. Like but, what what could what do they not? I wonder about that though. It like... wouldn't surprise me. We got West Edmonton Mall, Luke. There's literally a water park in a fucking mall the in West Canada. West Edmonton Mall is actually awesome. On this timeline, West Edmonton Mall is fantastic. I haven't been there in a super long time, but I was there for a, a provincial hockey tournament and. The mall was was a uh, was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yes, one percent of the users is low, but one point seven million daily active users for a series of uh, twenty four games. Yeah, I guess that's not that many games. Is pretty good, I think. Yeah, that's actually. I mean, unless it's like bejeweled. Like, what are you like, expecting? Like every single person that watches Netflix to want to play the Stranger gamer, Things game, to want to play that particular subset of games, and play it like through to their sign app? in that day. Yeah, it's a lot of ducks to align. Actually. Yeah. And it's 1.7 million daily users. A lot of stars to align. Sorry. See, okay, again though, I don't know. This is worded kind of oddly. They average 1.7 million daily users, 221 million subscribers, though. Is that saying that Netflix averages 1.7 million daily users or that the games do? It doesn't like it's it's worded. I'm really not 100% certain what's going on there. Um, but either way, like 1% one, 1 of the I actually don't think there's as much of a crossover as they would think between people that would want to play games on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and people like... So maybe this is just one of those things where an executive was like, yeah, gaming, like gaming. We got to get a piece of that. I mean, Netflix wouldn't be the first to try that strategy. Turns out gaming's like really tough. Yeah. Like I, like I don't, really, I don't really think um, that would not be my go-to. 
Like as a gamer, if I had a Netflix subscription, which I don't, I don't think I would bother checking it out. I think this is more of like you were kind of positioning, uh, like executive decision problem or not a problem. I think it's one of the two. Or maybe they, yeah, maybe it's not a problem. And what they need to do is double down and have more than 24 games. That or, or maybe like the, the way that they present it to users is, should be more different, whatever. But I think it's going to be extremely hard to get people to subscribe to Netflix for their games. Right. And I think that's the only way that this solves the problem that they're trying to get it to solve. Right. Um, because you would, you would have to... You'd have to be a destination. Yes. It's that simple. And, and you'd have to want to retain your subscription if there is no content that you wanted to watch for this to actually function. So, like, is there enough games? That's another one. Like, how big are these games? Like, if I'm yeah. just going to beat the Stranger Things game in a week, it doesn't tide me between seasons. It's going to have to Not hold for, what, like a year or two years? And, like, like, you look at how much Apple's invested in Apple Arcade. They have way more titles. And even with that, there's only one that as someone who's not already on the service scrolling this, there's only one that I've gone, oh, that's a killer app. Yeah. I should consider Apple Arcade. Um, and that's that, um, I think it's called Fantasian. You I still talk, haven't played it because I don't before, yeah. have Apple Arcade and I don't want any cloud saves or anything stuck in iCloud. So I'll just wait for it to come to another platform where I can control my save data. But um, but yeah, I mean, I like I... Even though we talk about the tech industry a lot, I had no idea that Netflix was like, that this was a major push at least. Yeah. Like I, I remember hearing rumblings I, I'd about it. I'd heard about it, yeah. I, I didn't know it was like out and stuff like that. People keep on saying they have Into the Breach. Yeah, and Into the Breach is a short but very replayable game. I don't think it's going to keep someone interested for two years. Yeah. Oh my, sorry. Um... It's I I think a lot of people don't like subscriptions for things. Um, there's gaming subscriptions out there. Like how how much is the? Let's go with a company that is not actually super positive in the news lately. Hmm. Um, other than us, Ubisoft subscription. <laughs> wow. So um, how many more times are you gonna are you gonna not, take those pot not shots? Not too many. Not too many. Because yeah, I, by all means, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Oh man, Ubisoft just asked me to verify my age to subscribe to continue, and I was sad. Uh, okay, so Ubisoft Plus is twenty bucks a month. Enjoy one hundred plus games on PC or select titles across your devices from the cloud, etc. That's a lot of games from a huge studio. These are very expansive games, etc., etc., etc. It's nineteen or twenty bucks a month. How much is Netflix? Netflix subscription cost. 20 bucks a month so you're paying the same amount i didn't prep this i didn't know that you're paying the same amount if you don't have anything to watch right now on netflix you have to make that subscription the same value of at least that that uh you play plus thing someone's saying microsoft game pass which we actually know is a really good value we dog on microsoft all the time but game pass is like crazy um it's 16 bucks a month so like really man like trying to make it so that it's worth it while having nothing to watch is going to be insanely hard and require mm-hmm. probably like multiple studios like this is this is a big deal thing I don't think it's really going to tide people over I don't think anyone's going to want to cancel their Netflix subscription and be like ah oh, I want to play that game though Maybe 
I don't think it's going to be too common. But yeah, it's it is technically a maybe. No way Netflix is twenty bucks a month. I thought it was twelve. Uh, let me re-Google this. Netflix subscription cost. It shows twenty bucks there. Um, oh, that's for premium. Standard is sixteen forty nine. I'm talking Canadian dollars to be clear for both of these though. Um, premium. What is different with premium? Ultra HD is available. HD is HD becomes available with standard. So I think you're looking at at least $16.49 a month. And if you have like a sweet TV, you're looking at $21 a month Canadian. Say something about wave three. I don't, the backpacks are in wave three now. I don't know what else to say. Okay. Oh, wow. I forgot I have a mouse. I like pulled my mouse out before That's the show. So and sweet. Yeah, I should just, I should just always use my mouse. All right, we should probably do a couple merch messages because they're getting a little bit out of control in terms of volume. Um, okay. Dan, do you want me to... Yeah, uh, by the way, uh, trust... The only thing that's selling better than Backpack today is Trust Me Bro Warranty Shirt. Just so you know. Oh, my I, I can barely keep up. Uh, uh, do you want me to just read them and you can keep curating because there's like half a dozen incoming? It, yeah, why don't you pick a couple and just right. go for it and I'll get one after that. Uh, Josh asks, how's your riding season going? How about a video on the bike and your gear? Uh, uh, I've barely touched it. I just wasn't able to for one reason or another for a while. Like there was just no reason to ever be by myself going somewhere. And then finally, I had this string of opportunities to ride the bike and it was Tetris inside shelves and construction materials and crap in my lower garage uh, while they were painting the walls. So it was just this island of debris with my motorbike at the, the center middle. of it. And I was like, <laughs> even if I had the strength and time to move all of this, I wouldn't be able to because the painters need access to the walls. So I would have to not only move it, I would have to put it all back. And that's a, that's a lot for one ride. My riding season is going terrible. Thank you for asking, Josh. Thank you for the order, though. Uh, Anonymous asks, oh my goodness, this is moving so fast. Uh, <laughs> for Luke, is float plane background play being worked on? Yes, actually, that is the current task of our mobile developer. <gasps> nice. Sup, Jaden? And he, he got it like to a working state super fast. But now he's trying to make it more like usable and stuff before we launch it. So it's it's coming and probably sooner than you think. Cool. Luke asks, Hey, Linus and other Luke, you re-inspired my interest in tech five years ago. Today, I'm helping implement an esports team at a university. Oh, that's cool. cool. Have you considered sponsoring an esports team or player under the LTT umbrella? That's a good question. Um, you know, it's it's a funny thing. Like the way I... It kind of feels like, I don't know, what would I I think if you got someone on to? staff who like... Even then, like, okay, we are an influencer, like company, sort of, you know, like we sell, we sell, things. we sell, yeah, influencer marketing, essentially, right? So then do we take our influencer marketing and spend it on influencer marketing to be clear? It's happened, and yeah. you're going to see more of it. It will happen again. Yeah. Particularly around LTT Store. But in terms of, like, the gaming scene, I, I can't say I've given it a ton of thought. I, I don't really I, see it 
being because like in my opinion uh, okay i prefer when when sponsors don't just sort of like half butt uh sponsorships for for esports team i like it when they they push it harder and like really try to help enable the players and like it becomes a part like it really becomes a thing to like right. help with management and stuff like that to try to like push them forward um and i'm not a huge fan of just companies that just like ah we'll throw money at this esports team which is usually much cheaper like wildly cheaper than a sports team or something like that even if you're getting the same views and stuff we'll throw money at this team to throw a logo on their shirt and call themselves our name or whatever um so just like and we don't have the bandwidth to like do all of that stuff and it wouldn't make a ton of sense for us anyways so i would prefer that the esports organizations that are going to do it really well would do it instead of instead of us with it's that, not our focus with like, that said i sponsored a local badminton club i sponsored their team oh that's sweet but honestly that was not about the marketing so again yeah, it that's comes a back different to like, situation yeah, yeah why am i why am i buying marketing i literally yeah. am marketing so why am i paying someone else to do my job for me yeah. And if I am and like doing that, why aren't a, I just hiring them? Sponsoring a local sports team that like needs it. Yeah, they get no funding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is this is a different situation. And I'm not just sponsoring the team. So the the sponsorship um covers like like logo placements and stuff. Honestly, I t- I told the I told the the head coach. I was like, "Dude, I don't care." You can put the logo on the shirt. You could not put the logo on the shirt. Quite Something frankly, that... like no offense, but the literal dozens <laughs> of people that are going to see the logo there, and like, what are you going to do? A reverse, a reverse Google image search to find out what it is? Because I don't even have the name <laughs> on it. Like it's, <laughs> oh, it's just the logo. It's just the circle logo. It's like, dude, this is not moving the needle for me at all. Something but... that the snowboarding community has done, yeah. is uh, they just replace that stuff with drink water. Because it's it's like a it's a counter oh, to good. all the energy drink yeah, sponsorships. I like it. Okay. And the energy drinks are bad for you. So they the people have started putting stickers and stuff on their boards that just say drink water. If they do a great job and we do another round, then maybe I'll do something like that. Because <laughs> he was like very insistent that they like wanted to display the logo. I'm like, okay, dude, you do you. Uh, drink I, water badminton actually sounds awesome. Yeah, but I really but I really don't care. Um for me, uh what I was interested in was he laid out a plan to set aside a significant portion of the funding for grassroots badminton um, camps in schools in the Lower Mainland. That's cool. Uh, Because one of the big challenges for them is getting enough momentum while they build up attendance at these things to afford, even uh, like renting a school gym, you still have to pay. So to be able to afford the startup costs of the coaches and the gyms, um, it would have just been too much out of pocket. And so I said, yeah, I, I'd actually love to fund that. I love the sport. I think it's a really cool. complete sport. Um, you have to be fast. You have to be strong. You have to, you have to think. Um, it is a, a far more, especially singles, is a far more cerebral sport than I think people give it credit for. I have a lot of sports are like that. Like you see something like football, and if you don't know how it works, you go, oh, big guys. I think they're all... Right. There's also this like common thought that a lot of football players are dumb. It's like, mm, I mean, there are probably some that are. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But but you'd you'd also be surprised. There's some that are extremely not. Um, I I like the idea of the school funding. A lot of schools very, uh, a lot of schools struggle with funding in general. I will say. Yeah. So they rent Um, out the gym. Schools get a bit more funding. Uh, I get to I get to share my passion for a sport that I love. Uh, It was kind of a no brainer for me. But this is something where, again, like I'm super involved in that community. 
So like Luke was saying with the esports thing, yeah, I don't I don't feel like I have anything to contribute there. Yeah. I feel like there's other people that are doing it better than I would already. And and yeah, so I, I think just just let them do that, basically. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so many merch messages. I don't know if we're gonna get through them all today, but we will do our darndest. We will do our darndest. Um okay, no, we will do it. We'll do it. Sorry, sorry guys. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Luke. We'll do what I can oh, pull them. Oh, I can yeah. pull them. Just if you wanna uncurate one go for it um no 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 okay. no 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 well we got this uh brendan says long time viewer first time caller would love to see you all talk about less commonly known tech careers devops is not less commonly known come on well what are they come on uh we have a devops on staff no no no, no. i just guy. mean no i don't mean what are devops okay. i mean <laughs> i mean what are the less commonly known tech careers i mean there's a a bunch but like i don't i would love like the thing you about. trained for is something that i don't feel like gets talked about a lot the like communication yeah the bridge. liaison like um role. i don't think it's as needed these days to be fair um but something that i was i was effectively training for in school my program did a lot of education around this was being a communication bridge for your team uh between like the technical people on your team, the people that you generally work with and the like business people on the team. And the idea was a bit more of an old business approach to things, but it is still definitely applicable to certain modern companies. Um, but it's 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 where the, the business people, a lot of people making decisions in the company, a lot of the C-levels just have no clue whatsoever, any technical terms, anything that has to do with anything that you're working on, all that type of stuff. And you have to try to translate the challenges that your team has uh, to those people so they can understand why certain budgets need to go certain places and they can try to make as informed decisions as possible. And as they super can. important job because when you've got the people who understand and the people with the money and they literally don't speak the same language. It's a problem. And it's not, I'm not even just trying to like point at the business and, and C-level people in that situation and be like, bad. Because I mean, they probably know other stuff. Unless exactly. They right. Yeah. And like there might be situations where they are just like, yeah, there are there are very ignorant, terrible executives who yeah. literally like don't do anything. But there's also some people that are just super not technical, but they might be really good like CFOs or something. Really good negotiators. Sure. They could have some other value. And they they need to understand, but they're not going to go read like tech, technical documentation to figure out why your stuff matters. You should be able to communicate that to them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Anyways, y'all accelerated my career slash interest into tech and would love to see your angle on it. I don't know. All, all Literally all of the things that you mentioned, we like have on staff. Yeah. You said DevOps, Data Eng, and... Oh, we don't really have And our dev team's like less than um, 10 people. <laughs> it's less than... Oh, our dev team. I thought you were saying... Uh, this is all like what I would kind of put under like infrastructure stuff. Sure. Um, our infrastructure team is less than three people. Um, but yeah, DevOps, CICD. It's all very good stuff. It's also... You're saying less commonly known. It's very common these days. Um, but yeah. All right. It's good stuff. Thanks, Lou. Get into it if you're interested. Uh, Astro Parrot King, do you both think the Steam store is full of spam? Do you think it's harmful? Asking because there's a lot of spam games on the PlayStation store. I mean, there's a lot of garbage in the Steam store. Yeah, Luke but... and I have gone out of our way to just <laughs> buy the cheapest games on Steam that are really poorly reviewed and just play them. Honestly, it's a lark. It's some of the most fun I've it's had gaming in years. Super fun, yeah. I think hands down the best one was this wasn't on Steam, but in that like 
way of us playing games was where's waldo like easily best best one by far <laughs> hilariously um, bad where's waldo for super nintendo play insane. it with a, play it with a goofy friend uh it's worth it you'll have some fun <laughs> however but, bad you think it is it's so much worse. It's actually worse. I we uh one that we'll we'll joke about all the time is Barrow. Is it it's Barrow twenty twenty, right? Yeah, Barrow twenty twenty. Barrow twenty twenty is classic awesome. game. Yeah. Classic game. Um but yeah, I don't think so, to be completely honest. I don't think it's ruining the Steam store. I don't think it's full of spam. Uh I think the Steam store is very I haven't looked at the PlayStation store in forever, but I think the Steam store is very effective at what it tries to do in regards to pushing top sales, top trending items. Um, their curated list for you, I think is like never full of what I would call spam. Um, in order to find the spam on Steam, you have to look for it. You have you to look launch the Steam client where you will find 11 slides of crap. But then you can just close that and it goes away. Yeah. That's the one kind of really aggressive advertising behavior. That... Oh, the pop-up at the start. I I didn't even know what you're talking about because I just instinctively immediately close that every time. Yeah, that's annoying. The only uh... reason it bothers me is because I often open up Steam after having not used it for a while on my VR PC where I do not have a mouse. So I have to use my stupid gyroscopic air yeah. mouse to yeah, 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 get yeah. rid of the stupid thing. Yep. And so that's the only reason it even registers that it exists <laughs> for me as well. <laughs> yeah, that like actually took me a second. Um, but yeah, R I don't know. RTX Whatever. 710 makes a good point. Porn games feel like 50% of Steam. It's you can turn true. that off. You can turn that off. And I've noticed that you've got to scroll pretty far in most genres to get into the just obviously pornographic stuff you can also turn it off i doubt it's perfect i don't think i have anything filtered on mine but but i i haven't come across almost anything by accident yeah oh conrad says you can disable that pop-up oh yeah. maybe that's what i did because i i don't i haven't even thought about it in like forever so. <laughs> okay well maybe i should deal with that yeah i don't know i am honestly i am the king of just not bothering to change settings when it's so much faster for me to just quickly click off of it and get on with my life. On my desktop for years, I've had that stupid ShareX has an update, blah, blah, blah thing that comes up every time I boot my computer. And I'm always like, I should really disable this. For years, every oh, time I've yeah, turned on my no computer, way. I've thought I should really disable this pop-up. I don't and care. And then you go to do something else. And then I just click off of it and I, I, I'm working. Immediate memory I'm dump. using my computer. Yeah. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I can be that way with work computers too for that exact same reason. If I'm turning the computer on, it's usually because I need to get to doing something real quick, you know? So like, yeah, but my personal computer is all nicely tailored. My startups are all nicely done. And yeah, I know that pop-up exists, but I haven't seen it in forever. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm dismissively closing it really quickly or if I change the setting. I don't know. You can stop become. seeing porn games by by adding nuts uh, NSFW to the tags that you filter out is another thing that Conrad said. Maybe that's what I did. I don't know because I I don't really see those things ever, which is why I thought the you can that you can filter them out solved it. But maybe it's a little attack from both sides, or maybe the filter is actually just like pretty good. I don't know. I've got another one here from Weston. Out of the entire house renovation, what has been your favorite non-tech-related upgrade you have done or you're going to do? Um, 
I tuned out because I was making some notes on something. So I'm going to oh, find okay. that one and I'm going to read it unless you've this this is tech related, but something that you did with the with the cameras in your new place yes. inspired me. I know someone, I'm not going to name them. I'm telling you that just so that you know. Sure. Um I know someone who uh is going to be having a baby relatively soon. Ooh. And I had a thought Wait, process. Wait, is it? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Get him going. The look in his eyes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> um I was thinking of doing something similar, but not actually so much for You're security. Have a baby? No. <laughs> I just, just no. It's so much fun uh, to bother. <laughs> like how can I help it, you know? I was thinking of doing something similar for them. Yeah. So that they like baby's first steps moment, maybe you don't have the camera out. Yeah. You've got this thing. Oh, just having like so uh... not as much for security, but a little bit more for like life recording. Interesting. So like, it's basically you've reinvented Jibo. <laughs> yeah but it's like i i like the closed circuit nature of it yeah, and like sure. those types of things so it's it's like life recording but it doesn't go on to anyone else's servers you have it yourself yada yada i like those things luke jr no it is not me trust me yeah i wouldn't have joked about it if it was actually him <laughs> i'm fairly sure that if luke was having a baby i would know about it <laughs> Next merch message. Uh, uh, hold on. Should we do an actual topic for a sec here? Or like, I don't even, what is this show even? I have no idea. I don't, uh, sponsors? I don't know. Oh, sponsors. Good wanna, Lord. Do you want to do those? We should do that. Yeah. Because we'll never get out of here if we don't do the sponsors. True. Thanks to Clyde for sponsoring today's show. The challenge with endpoint security has always been that it's difficult to scale. And when remote work took over, that challenge got exponentially harder. You need visibility into your fleet of devices in order to meet security goals and reduce service desk tickets. But how do you get that visibility when different parts of your company run on Mac, Windows, and Linux? You get Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, regardless of their operating system. Collide gives you real-time access to your fleet's data, so you can do things that traditional MDMs can't. And instead of installing intrusive agents or locking down devices, Collide takes a user-focused approach that communicates security recommendations to your employees directly on Slack. You can answer every question you have about your fleet without intruding on your workforce. Visit collide.com WAN to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a free goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash WAN. Thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's show. FreshBooks is an easy-to-use accounting software that helps you do your business. It's built for freelancers and small business owners who don't have time to waste on invoicing, accounting, and payment processing. You can impress clients with professional-looking invoices that detail the work you've done, and they can save you up to 11 hours a week by streamlining and automating pesky admin tasks like time tracking, following up on invoices, and expense tracking with the features like digital bills and receipt scanner. With their intuitive dashboard and reports, it's easy to see at a glance exactly where your business stands, and it's even easier to turn everything over to your accountant come tax season. Over 24 million people have used FreshBooks, and they have an award-winning support team, so you're never alone. So save yourself 11 hours a week and try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required, at freshbooks.com WAN. And finally, thanks to Hetzner for sponsoring today's show. Hetzner is the leading hosting provider and data center operator in Europe with hundreds of thousands of servers in operation. By combining its strengths in innovative technology, attractive prices, expert support, and flexible customer service, Hetzner expanded its market both within and outside of Europe. They operate their very own high-tech data centers in Nuremberg and Falkenstein, both located in Germany and in Helsinki, Finland. 
Headstar offers high-performance cloud service for an amazing price. And with their latest location in Ashburn, Virginia, you can deploy cloud service in four different locations and benefit from features like load balancers, block storage, and more. Deploy a cloud server in seconds using Hetzner by clicking the link in the show notes. Um, Newegg reacts to a pricing error in the worst way is my headline here. This was prepared by Riley Murdoch. As someone who has caused pricing errors in the past, I apologize in advance for the somewhat more um, sympathetic. sympathetic read that I might have on this. In fact, I'm going to let you do it. I haven't actually read this yet. I have no idea what happened. It's possible. It's just outrageous and inexcusable, but I made mistakes before and I was very grateful when people didn't try to pin me to the wall for them. Uh, on August 7th, around 4 p.m. EST, uh, there's some typos here, but Newegg Canada listed a Gigabyte RTX 3090 Ti model for $1,084.99, an $855 discount off of its previous $1,940. Nice. This deal was posted on r slash... Uh, BAPC Sales Canada and redflagdeals.com. Oh, redflagdeals.com. That brings me back. Yeah, no, Red Flag Deals say, was the yeah. bane of my existence I when I was working as a product this. manager and was one of my top three bookmarks before I was a product manager. I also remember that. Um, where many, I remember you talking about Red Flag Deals literally all the time. Man, Red Flag Deals was my jam. That was my haunt. <laughs> NCIX forums. And Red Flag Deals. Actually, might have been my top two bookmarks back when was I was... Similar. I was just OCN and Red Flag Deals. Yeah. Um, I, I was on Red Flag Deals, just not as much as you were. Uh, where many users reported receiving order shipping confirmations for these graphics cards. Seems Ooh. like almost everyone had their orders canceled, and it appears that Newegg forced an RMA slash return and told the shipping company to return packages to HQ. Okay. I'm going to have to look at that a little more closely. It's possible that's not quite how it went down, but I'll explain that in a little bit. Many contacted support and were told conflicting information. Mm. It's not a price error. Actually, it is a price error. The GPU is out of stock, even though it was in stock after all the packages, or all, mm -hmm. even though it was back in stock after all the packages had been returned. No, actually, the free game bundle was out of stock. Yada, yada, yada. Red Flag Deals looks exactly like it did 10 years ago, except That's with more so ads. Nice. Yeah. Some customers were charged for the game bundle price and given yeah. a $25 gift card for their trouble. Uh, Newegg's actions may violate Canadian consumer rights law, which requires mm. retailers to honor the lowest advertised price. Uh, in some cases, Quebec especially. Quebec always has... Special asterisks on literally everything. Yep. Um, judges have sided with the retailer in a case extremely uh, uh, of extremely drastic price errors, uh, yeah. like a computer being listed for two dollars, mm -hmm. which was like clearly an accident. Uh, but was it a pricing error? Earlier this week, officially or EVGA officially slashed one K off of some of their RTX 3090 models. Crazy. So Crazy. I have some speculation. Um, so take this for what it is, speculation. For the shipping confirmations that were supposedly recalled, uh, what is possible there is that the label was created. A lot of people don't know this, but when you get a shipping confirmation from a retailer, what that means is a tracking label has been created in the system. 
it does not mean that that consolidated pallet of boxes has actually left the warehouse. So it is quite possible that these were not actually shipped and therefore from Newegg's point of view, not shipped. Now, that, that doesn't necessarily make me lean one way or the other in terms of, you know, uh, were their actions right or not right. It's just something that a lot of people misunderstand. They think sure. that uh, shipping confirmation means the parcel is in the air, and it doesn't actually mean that. Um, another thing. Oh, shoot. What was I going to talk about? Oh, crap. There was another... Man, there was another really interesting... Oh, yeah, right. So the bit with customer support having different stories, that is pretty normal. Um, and a company that size, they would have probably multiple teams uh, of customer support, and it is quite possible that some people thought one thing and others didn't get the memo. That's just that's just pretty obviously human error. There are ways to fix that, Newick, by the way. Now, if you have a managed team-based CAN response system uh, and you see a problem coming like this and someone orchestrates a CAN response, then the entire team gets the update and it should all be unified. But one person might have sent out a different one before that happened. Yep. So stuff happens. Definitely possible, I'm just saying, yeah. Now, here's where I get into super speculation territory. EVGA officially slashed the price by $1,000, right? Newegg discounted this GPU, this gigabyte GPU, by $855. Something I know about EVGA from dealing with them is that aside from their policies, by and large, within the constraints of the industry they operate in, because they don't have a ton of margin, by and large, they try to do the right damn thing as a company. And that goes for end users, that also goes for partners. So while it is possible that if it was an EVGA GPU, they might have been able to, okay, so hold on. First of all, it's very likely that if EVGA is slashing the price, but not very likely, it is a guarantee. If EVGA is slashing the price by $1,000, NVIDIA adjusted the price, period. That's how that works. EVGA doesn't have $1,000 of margin in an RTI, in an anything. They, they just don't have it. So NVIDIA altered the price. But remember, guys, NVIDIA has their own inventory of chips, and sometimes it's virtual inventory. It's allocations of future productions. In the case of the 3090 Ti, I suspect it's actual inventory, not allocations, because it seems to be overstocked. Uh, but NVIDIA has their own inventory. Then once it reaches the board partner, there are different layers of inventory. They have inventory that is on allocation or is raw chips. They have inventory that is completed boards. They have inventory that is binned to a specific SKU. So whether it's a super clock or a super, super clock or a super ultra clock or whatever else, then they have inventory that is in their retail partners. So the way to deal with all those different layers of inventory comes down to whatever the agreement was, whatever the purchase agreement was for those GPUs. So an example of how it might normally work would be that NVIDIA drops the price and EVGA goes, um, hey, we've like got tens of thousands of these things sitting in our warehouse and in our uh, sitting unbuilt and sitting built in our warehouse. What on earth are we supposed to do with these? And NVIDIA would in those cases, typically, if they're not if there isn't a special arrangement, they would offer what's called price protection or some kind of uh, MDF or kickback or some way to take that new inventory and bring it down to the new cost. 
there's lots of creative ways that you can play around with to do this. Sometimes they'll, they might, and I'm not saying NVIDIA does it this way, but I've seen lots of different strategies. Sometimes they will simply offer you um, a credit on your next order. Sometimes, very rarely, they would issue a cash uh, a cash back to you. Uh, sometimes it, if it's a smaller amount and it's not like critical to doing maintaining your business, um, they might offer you like an MDF, like a marketing discretionary funding, where you just have to send out some email blasts that promote whatever this brand is, and then they'll send you cash for that. However, they can justify it on their books. Another way they might do it is a blended cost. So they might sell you this new lower cost inventory at an even lower rate so that you'll load up on more and push this new aggressively priced product. Uh, and that'll help bring down the cost of your existing inventory. There's lots and lots of different strategies that you can use around this. Um, and so what I suspect is happening right now is some GPUs are being covered in such a way and some of them are hanging in limbo. And it depends on whatever the agreement was. If I'm NVIDIA and I'm clearing all of my old 7900 GTX GPUs to EVGA and I think it was one other partner to rebadge as the GTO that was just like this weird one-off card. And I'm using this example because it's a very real-world example. Um, it was so cheap. It was like $299 for what was essentially a GTX, which was a $500, $600 Canadian card at the time. Um, what I suspect is that that's a final sale. No refunds, no exchanges. You want these old chips right when the new generation's coming in? You deal with them. But on a current gen product, in order to support their partner, NVIDIA doesn't want their board partners going out of business, right? Like it's not that's not good. They want them, they want them scraping by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they don't want them going out of business, right? They don't want the other teams to lose, but yeah. they want to win by as much as possible. So they they so they would have some kind of price protection agreement in place on EVGA's existing inventory. But where it gets a little bit more gray is what about EVGA's inventory that belongs to a retailer? What about a retailer stock? So that comes down to that board partner's specific agreement, not just with that retailer, but maybe even for that specific shipment. Maybe these are ancient, ancient cards, these gigabyte cards at Newegg that were bought back at the peak of the GPU crisis um, that were sold as is. No, you guys, you guys got your allocation. These things move on their own. We don't want any part of it. And that was part of the condition for a price or an allocation or a promotion or whatever the case may be, right? It's possible that that's where the wires got crossed. And I realize it sounds very convoluted to you guys, but these are very real things that really happen. So maybe EVGA went to Newegg and was like, hey, we're price protecting everything. Let's get the new prices in place. Don't worry, we got you. Maybe Gigabyte didn't. Maybe there was a different arrangement there. Maybe someone went and started making price adjustments to ensure that all of their all of their 3090 TIs were in line with the rest of the industry thinking, oh, well, it should be fine because we're going to get we're going to get MDF or we're going to get price protection back on all of this stuff. So we'll deal with it later. But maybe they didn't realize that the PM had struck a special deal on these particular cards and there wasn't going to be any price protection. Um, so was it a pricing error? Almost certainly. But was it a pricing error where they just like fat fingered the keyboard? I suspect that's very unlikely looking at the size of the discount and the other moves that are being made by other players in the same space. Um, that's my, that's my takeaway. As for them lying about stock and leaving customers with $25 gift cards, at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to 
a court. If people ultimately do decide to pursue legal action, I think it's going to come down to a court to decide if this constitutes a, a reasonable expectation that the price was accurate. The because thing, in Canada, that's the bar. The main thing that bugs me yeah. is, is like forcing a return and giving them all their money back is like very annoying. Yeah, but they didn't like scam you. They wasted your time, yes, which has they, a value. They definitely wasted your time. The one that bugs me is some cut this this line right here. Some customers were charged the game bundle price, which is, I think, means the non-discounted price, um, and were given a twenty-five dollar gift card for their trouble. And then there's just like a little smiley face. If that's the full price, and then they gave them a twenty-five dollar gift card for their trouble, that's some like major BS. Um, I want to like look into this a little bit more. But, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Um, I, I, there's the inside baseball of what might have gone down. Um, I hope that it was an innocent mistake. I, I hope that nobody actually ended up out any money over this. And I, I sympathize with uh, anyone's disappointment in not getting the deal. Uh, bad situation. So they, they weren't charged the full price of the pre-discount. They were charged $160 for the game bundle. Um, and then given a $25 gift card. Uh, and there's a response to it that says uh, that it, it has a credit card chargeback written all over it. And it sure does. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not great. Not great. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. I didn't want to bring this up, but I've been put in a position where I feel like I I have to. Um, when was this? Hold on, let me check. Oh, I don't have my email open anymore. I'm pretty sure it was in 2018, though. In 2018, I was heading to Shenzhen in China uh, for a OnePlus sponsored video. On the way over, I um, I believe it was, it might have been Colton. I think it was someone from our team that suggested, uh, this was right around the time that Scotty from Strange Parts was blowing up with his like rebuilt iPhone stuff, stuff like that. Um, so someone on our team had suggested I reach out to Scotty about doing some kind of collab. Was it you? Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Well, apparently I think you're Colton now. Hey, nice. Um, I mean, it might have been multiple people, but I I pushed pretty hard for it. Anyway, um, on the way over, I also heard from a YouTuber slash content creator, because uh, you know YouTube's a bit of a gray area over in China, uh, named Naomi Wu, who I was like, wow, this is so serendipitous. I'm literally on a plane. Uh, this is, this is great. Um, I'm, I'm heading right over there who was interested in joining Floatplane. Um, so I suggested a collab while I was there. My idea was a studio tour cause I assumed she had like kind of a, a cool maker space or something. She said it was at her home and her boyfriend wouldn't be around. Okay. Fair enough. Um, how about we just meet up and talk about Floatplane then I'll be back at my hotel in the evening. We could meet there. She didn't want to, and I want to stress this. That is totally fair. There's different cultural norms. There's different thresholds for what constitutes a public meeting place. Uh, for me, I thought a hotel lobby is a very public meeting place, but everyone has a different perception. And I want to make it 
while I want to make it clear that I said nothing about my room and I had no intention of doing anything other than pitching float plane, I respect that women, man, in the tech industry it's in particular, um, run into unsolicited advances from who are supposed to be professional contacts a lot. Now, with all of that said, hold on, let me see if I can find my thing here. This is what was tweeted. Um, good gravy. Was this actually three years later? Okay. Well, at any rate, um, this is what Naomi tweeted three years later in response to a video um, that we posted on 3D printing chocolate. Um, he had no interest in the 3D print mill, really. Eh, I passed on the evening hotel visit when Linus was in Shenzhen. It's one of those, I'd really have preferred you hadn't done that because it could have been totally innocent and you could be a 100% perfectly decent guy, but I'll always question if that cost me things. My response to this was a textbook horrible, horrible response. The truth is, I am an emotional creature sometimes. The implication of that tweet was pretty clear to me. The words evening hotel visit had a pretty clear meaning to me. So I responded in the worst possible way. I said, we discussed it, the 3D printer, during our writer's meeting, couldn't come up with a good project for it for the time being, so we put it on ice. Even with the novelty factor of the chocolate printer is our second worst performing out of our last 10 videos, and it's a common thing, sad face. Then I said, also, my reputation's impeccable, so this probably doesn't even merit acknowledgement, but are you even serious right now? Video of me wrapping my other collab at night, but I guess trying to squeeze in a float plane meeting before my morning flight is an evening hotel visit, snoring, smiley. By the way, I find it ironic that you've got recent tweets about the potential damage of baseless accusations. That was not a good response because I didn't do a good job of acknowledging the inherent risk in just being a woman, going anywhere. Um, yeah, oh, it sucked. Terrible response. However, what I ultimately decided to do at that point was just go, okay, well, it's pretty clear that we're pretty far away in terms of what happened here. I've, I've said my piece, which is no, uh, and I just don't really have anything else to say. And honestly, if I open my mouth again, I'm probably gonna make it worse. So I have not opened my mouth making things worse until now. Because in the wake of the backpack warranty saga, uh, somehow this turned into something to do with Naomi. I don't know. It has something to do with 4chan. It's not a site I spend time on. I, I just don't know. And here is how the story has changed. Let me just, uh, let me just bring this up. Imagine for a minute, a woman said, I'm not really comfortable coming to your hotel at night. And you were professional, told her, regretted you had no other time this trip, but would follow up via email. Nope, ghosted. Men don't creep because they can have professional. So this is responding to, to, uh, to another tweet. Okay. That 
didn't happen. Now we're past implications and we're into utterly baseless accounts of events. So in the interest of transparency, I have screenshotted before the show my entire communication history with this particular individual. So let's go ahead that and... That happened through email. Was there any communication not in email? Yes, there was some communication through not email, um, but that's that's in here. Oh, okay. So I say when we switch over, all right. So at some point in the trip, uh, I sent you WeChat requests, so we did correspond via WeChat. Uh, that was where we ultimately decided not to meet up. Okay. Then when I returned, so this is one week later, here we go. All right, I'm back and my jet lag is better now. Did you want to have a call about this at some point this week? What day is good for you? I can walk you through the details, show you how the platform works, and hopefully get you signed up. Smiley face. Sure, if that works best, um, my listening comprehension, etc. Uh, this time works, if that works for you. I can chat tonight in about an hour. It is now the next day. It is April 18th at 4.45 p.m. What platform works best? Can you use WhatsApp voice? Do you still have WeChat? I have WeChat. Didn't see a voice option. If it has it, that's fine. It does talk soon. Then I sent a follow-up email after our voice conversation. This is super nice that I have this. Per our conversation, future incidents of illegal actions like doxing would be likely to result in disciplinary action. We want to be an open and welcoming platform, but we cannot allow illegal activity to take place on our site. Right now, we only have a $3 tier um, with early video access. You can decide how early. We are doing one week early for Linus Tech Tips. Uh, in the future, we will offer more support tiers with higher resolution video so you can charge more and also no video so you can charge less. The basic tiers without early access videos should be quite a bit cheaper for people who just want to support you. I've CCD Vaughn in this email who will help you with payment options. Please let her know how you were handling it through Patreon. She will also, because China, right? She will also provide you with a creator contract. Please read it through and return it signed if you'd like to come on board. So um, the bit about how I supposedly ghosted her is um, just an utter fabrication. I, I don't really know what else to say about that other than what. All right. It gets better. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oops, no, that's the that's the same one again. Okay, this is an interesting one. Or literally just, oh shit. Oh, not like that, my bad. Listen, let's do this over email or chat when I get back. I didn't even think this through when I said I was really uncomfortable. No problem, nope, ghosted. And if I said anything about it, gotta blame me. Okay, so, so I did, um, we did chat about it via email when I got back, so that's good. Um, I guess. And then where was it? Blah, blah, blah. Ah, yes, here we go. Did he CC his wife with his evening invitation to his hotel? No, he removed her from the conversation. Ah, okay. Well, why don't we revisit the screen capture? What actually happened was Yvonne was not in the conversation from the initial outreach. And what I actually did was got back home and da, 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 added my wife. So once again, no, that did not happen. All right. Uh, 
And there it goes. Actually, it's my fault for not understanding he has to drop his wife from conversation and make my access to float plane conditional on visiting his hotel room at night. Um. Oh, Chloe asks, you pride yourself on honesty and transparency. What's the deal with this? This. A thing that didn't happen. Um, in fact, hold on, let's go... Let's go here. Uh, oh no, this is this is just asking for advice on sponsorships. Um, blah blah blah. We're gonna take baseline views per video. It's just giving some guidance on how much you can charge for sponsorships. Some guidance on conversion. Um, this is all super old numbers, so don't read too much into it in terms of like float plane. Yeah, just even hearing the the guidance on how Floatplane is used is like, yeah, this yeah. Was, this was a this is really old. This is twenty eighteen. It's literally over four years ago. Quite a few minutes ago. Um, I forget what this. I forget what the implication was here. Yeah, yeah. So that's not what happened. I, I thought we had a deal. We literally sent over a contract. So, um, that's not how it went. Um, okay. This is, this is this is an important lesson. Who was CC'd last night? Linus offered me float plane, but I have to go to his hotel at night. I can start paying rent again, but he can only see me at night in his hotel. I think it was pretty gross to try. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting implication. Who was CC'd in our email conversations because I'm very careful about such things until he found out about his trip to Shenzhen and then she got dropped and he moved to chat. Uh, no, nope, just no. That's just completely not what happened. Uh, part of being careful about email conversations um, would be checking your email conversations to see what happened, because that is not what happened at all, even a little. His explanation is he has an impeccable reputation. Yeah, it was a bad, was a bad that explanation. Was, that was bad. Yep, I maintain it was a sh thing to do. Yep. You know what? Fair enough. This here we go. Here is a this is a this is a truth. And ghosting me after the fact made it even more suspect. No, no, no. That's not what happened. He's not going to own it was poorly handled and that's fine. I own it. Part of it was poorly handled, but the other part is just not um that's just not true. You weren't ghosted. Yeah. Um do 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 no, man, it's just, man, this was quite the tweet storm. We never chatted regularly, that that email, and then the one very short chain asking about reviewing the 3D printer, the phone conversation, and the WeChat uh, trying to arrange a time to meet up is it. That's the extent of our contact. Uh, how many of you going from regular chat slash email to zero contact after you decline a late night hotel visit? What regular chat and email? I literally, the first outreach was while I was on the plane. It was it was within hours. Um, a lot of communication with other creators happens specifically around a trip. I oh, I got one more bit. This is good. I was busy shooting all day. That that's that is what I said. Um, yes, you decided to come to Shenzhen and do a collab with a white guy, not a local Chinese woman and tech YouTuber, and have a white guy show you around the electronics market and save the Chinese girl for the only time left: late night hotel visits. So, what actually happened? Um, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Uh, oh man, I don't have a good... Oh yeah, good time for a reminder. This is pointed out by someone in Floatplane Chat, but that is a good idea and it's a good time for a reminder. Do not 
go after. That um, would be really stupid. That would be incredibly dumb. Do not bug her. Do not harass her. It just, shouldn't have to be said. Yeah, just leave it alone. Scotty do not Allen. be a jerk. We are, that will not help in any way at all. Be nice. Strange Parts Shenzhen. Thanks for reaching out. WhatsApp is this. WeChat's good too. If you've got some time and want to tour the markets or just want to meet up for beer or something, let me know. Would love to meet up. We're in town for a sponsored gig. This is April the 9th uh, with OnePlus, but we're totally down to make some other videos. I saw your tweet saying you'd love to show some cool techie places. And after we chat for a little bit, I'm sure we could find a cool or fun angle. I need to have a look at my scheduling, but it would likely be in the evening. What's your next couple of days look like? I'll switch to WhatsApp when I land, but I wanted to get this message off to you so you know I got yours. Nope, it was just my schedule was really busy. And no, I didn't go there to collab with Scotty. I went there to shoot the OnePlus factory tour. That's why I was actually there. It was an extremely tight schedule. Um, and we were also trying to do a video that never ended up getting published about how to circumvent the Great Firewall. So I had the OnePlus video, which was a multi-day project. I've actually got my itinerary here for the trip. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Here it is. Oh man, this is really inconvenient the way that Google Docs handles Zoom now. Here is my itinerary. Pretty busy. I arrived the evening before April 11th, worked all day, had a work dinner. Then on April 12th, um, I was up in the morning, not too early in the morning. You got to remember, I'm like nine hours out of my regular time zone or something stupid like that. Work all day. And then this is when I ended up going to the market with Scotty, uh, not with OnePlus. Uh, so I turned what was supposed to be a OnePlus thing in. Uh, very gracious hosts, thank you very much. Uh, particularly shout out Nicole. Um, I turned that into a video for myself and I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll mention them or something. Mention OnePlus. Uh, but it was, it was really tight. And as you guys probably saw in that video, I wasn't at my best. I pushed myself really hard on that trip. And there were a lot of people that commented that I was, that I was rude or cranky or whatever else in that video. Uh, if you look closely, you'll probably notice that it was actually night by the time Scotty and I finished. So it was just a really tight trip and I didn't have a lot of time. That's just all there is to it. And my flight out the next morning, I've got my got my ticket here as well, was at 11.15, which sounds like I've got a lot of time in the morning, but not not really. You have to like be there early. pack, you got to back up all your it's media. It's very international as well. Um, well, no, no, it was a domestic flight first. Actually, I don't oh. remember... I, I tend to err on the side of I need to get home from China, like when I'm very, very far away. So I'm always there. I've I've had my uh, flights get missed because of like really unfortunate things before. So I'm always there like three plus hours early. So no, there, there wasn't time the next morning either. Um, so there. Uh, the first time around with this, the implication of impropriety was there, but there still seem to be an awareness that the perception of wrongdoing was a perception rather than something that I actually said or did. Uh, my response was cringe. Uh, but I got completely blindsided by this. I had no idea what else to say. Uh, my bad, as we've talked about a lot today. I'm not exactly the king of PR. Um, at this point, though, it's clear that uh, the story has morphed in a very significant, very um, very harmful, very negative um, way that, that is not connected with the reality of what happened on that trip. Uh, I, I can't speculate about Naomi's motivations in any of this. I just want to set the, t the facts straight. 
I tried to schedule a meeting when I was on a very tight timeline. We were not able to make it work. The truth is I also wasn't super comfortable navigating an unfamiliar city at night without Google Maps. So I had my own concerns about meeting some random place and she wasn't comfortable meeting in a hotel lobby. Fair play. Stuff happens. We weren't able to make it work. Where we're really running into trouble here is that the claim is that because that meeting didn't happen, I somehow ghosted or withheld float plane access or anything. That, that's just completely, that's a complete fabrication. I don't, I don't know how this has happened, especially when these are just, these are emails. Presumably she has access to the same email chain that I do. I don't, um, I don't know. So, so having them, she can check for herself. She can also know that I have them. Why would, I don't know. There's also the, yeah, the implications with the hotel, but um, it's not to the room. Inviting, inviting almost anyone up to your room can always be kind of a weird moment. Um, Which I didn't. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Cool. I'm just on my, so like I've, I've had a bunch of random, I filmed a video um talking to a bunch of tech creators in my hotel room once at an nvidia event but it was like paul and kyle and i've been friends with those guys for years so it didn't really matter uh, i think jay was there too I, it's been a long time um but like in, in regards to other um women i'm trying to think yeah i've met with some in lobbies but i think it's basically always been my like my like uh sponsor contact at the event and they're staying in the same hotel building that i am so like it just made sense other than that um it's 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 a tough it's a tough road to be on because you have to remember how things are going to be perceived by the other party but when you have no bad intentions it's sometimes hard to recognize that bad intentions might be interpreted sure so it's it's a it's a tough thing to it's tough ground to kind of navigate there's also the the implications like it was mentioned at times in here like oh paying my rent is is difficult that can add pressure in these types of situations but that's another thing that's going to be extremely hard to have optics on as the person inviting someone to something else um it's it's a very tough landscape um and yeah yeah i mean clearly clearly i i did i did not nail the you know the the cultural norm of meeting in a hotel lobby here super normal um like they're set up for it there's tables there's meeting and areas meeting and rooms yeah. well just aside from meeting rooms like there's just places to sit and talk I, to people i meant just meeting areas yeah sure yeah. um you know if that's not normal in china it it was news to me i you know i i was either my first or second time to china like i hadn't spent a bunch of time there or anything like that uh, you know, I did have experience meeting with, you know, Chinese business partners here in, you know, whether it's in Las Vegas at CES or, um, you know, whether it's uh, actually, okay, one super weird meeting that I had um, was at the, uh, at the hotel at YVR airport. They were in town on the way somewhere else, had a layover and were like, hey, can we meet? So we met in the hotel lobby there. Like it's, it's happened a lot to me. So I didn't, I didn't think for a second that that was not a completely normal thing. And yeah, I didn't handle that well last time around. But all this other stuff, wow. Wow. Yeah, and even then, like, you can you can super define that it's the lobby, but like, yeah, I don't... I and don't I probably think... didn't. 
I probably thought it was obvious. But you didn't say room. But I don't remember. <laughs> no. Right, and that's a big difference. Good gravy, that's no. A, that's a very big difference. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. Do we have anything else? Let's move on. Oh, so Back to the, the WAN show document. We're yeah. talking about other things. Uh, uh, something. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. It works, worst case scenario. Oh, there's Meta's tracking you. I mean, in a in an article that everyone was really surprised to hear about, um, Instagram and Facebook's use of in-app. You want to get that? Uh, Instagram and Facebook's use of in of an in-app browser within. Whoa, this is written oddly. Instagram and Facebook's use of in-app browser within both iOS apps track interactions with external websites. This includes passwords. Okay, that one's actually pretty surprising. This includes passwords, addresses, ad clicks, text selection, screenshots, and button presses. Uh, they're using a loophole to bypass app tracking transparency rules thanks to custom JavaScript code in the in-app browsers. It enables a communication bridge between uh, in-app website content and the host app. Meta responded, uh, in quotes, we intentionally developed this code to honor people's, uh, in brackets, asked to track choices on our platforms. The code allows us to aggregate user data before using it for targeted uh, advertising and measurement purposes. We do not add any pixels. Okay. Like tracking pixels. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> code is injected. <laughs> I, I remember they said screenshots earlier. So we it's inject like, uh, pixels into your skin. You see random Instagram logos on all your screenshots. It's like, what? Um, oh, geez. For purchases made through the in-app browser, we seek user consent to save payment information for the purposes of autofill. This is all just like super whack. Don't don't use in-app browsers as much as you can avoid it. Um, and I don't even just mean for this. Just in general. It's weird. Use the browser. Yeah, they also that you... suck. Yeah. So there's that. They're like, like why does LastPass do have a browser in it? Yeah, it's dumb. Every time it comes up, I'm like, no! Of course not. I'm trying to find my freaking passwords, why would you I... numpties. Why would I want this? Yeah. And I understand LastPass thing is like kind of containerized and stuff, but you can do that on your own. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, and there's like more to it, but I, I don't know. Um, it was discovered by Felix Krauss. Hopefully I said that correctly. Thank you very much for finding that and discovering that and sharing it with everyone. It is important that people know um, it's, it's just the reason why I'm being dismissive is not because it's something that people should dismiss. It's because I'm just super not surprised. Um, and I would, I would recommend avoiding, honestly, Facebook as much as possible, but um, more specifically, just other people's embedded browsers. Just just avoid it if you can. Screw it. Um, many Facebook advertisers were unable to target users on the social network after a prompt went live uh, because of something to do with uh, Meta trying to claw back what they lost when Apple introduced the ask user permission to track users across all apps thing a little while ago. Apparently, that has actually been super brutal. Um, I've done some reading about like how that affected Facebook mm -hmm. and apparently it's been like really, really rough uh, because, and that's one of the reasons what apparently inspired an even bigger push into the VR stuff because they're like, oh, we need to own devices. Right. Um, we can't just work through other people's devices because they can just like wreck our company at any time. Um, and they want to look past phones because diving into phones now would be like crazy. So they decided to push with VR even harder. Um, yeah. All right. 
Well, that's interesting. We've got some uh, merch messages merch to get messages. through here. And unfortunately, uh, Dan had to go deal with something. So I guess I'll read them. Kevin, your recent videos on losing some data on your servers got me thinking. Whatever happened to the magnetic tape backup that you did a few years back? We played around with it and ultimately decided that unless we were going to go for like a proper archival tape drive system, where there's like a robot that you know moves it into the thing and copies the thing and then like puts it in a thing and it's all it's all it's all automated like what's on that one and it's it's stored in a database somewhere so you it's can all, yeah. recall the right tape when it's time to get it just without that it wouldn't really be useful to us what we use the vault for is on the off chance we're going to need some footage, it's nice to be able to grab it and chuck it into a timeline. If it was as much work as going and checking some kind of Excel sheet or database, trying to find like what, a clip, a clip number, like a file name, going digging that tape out, manually inserting it into a thing and copying it off, like it's, it would never happen. Yeah. It would just never happen. Yeah. So what we determined was that we can only afford to keep whatever we can afford to keep on spinning rust. And even then, the vault is not that important. The worst case scenario for us is we re-download the footage from YouTube or, actually, this has, been, this has saved our bacon a couple of times, or from Floatplane, where there's a higher quality version. In fact, an original, you store original quality for us, right? Yeah. You don't, do you? I thought you did. I think we still do. I don't know. It looks pretty good. Anyway, we used to. I think we still do. Uh, we've not pulled, actually 100%. We've pulled video off Floatplane before. And so because we already have an off-site, globally redundant backup of the footage that actually made it into videos, the vault is a convenience. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice to have. It's not a need to have. That's why we don't have any redundancy for it. It would cost tens of thousands of dollars to have redundancy for the vault, and it's just not worth it for us. Sorry to bring it back to this topic, but apparently um, some toxic fans of ours are brigading um, against, the, against Naomi Wu. Um, stop telling them to stop is I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't know, know what, what the else right to way do to tell or say but like is. don't do that that's ridiculous we really don't want you to this isn't like a we're telling you not to but we actually want you to no we don't want you to stop please you're really not helping anyone this isn't good it's not helpful it's not positive um just stop I don't yep. know whatever I think we just need to move on because we've said we've said our piece yeah Okay, I've got another one here for you. Nice. Thomas from Australia. Hello from Down Under. Thoughts on battery technology in houses and when to buy. Thanks. Hmm. You ever thought about putting batteries in your house? Yeah. So here, the only time a battery would be useful for me would be in the event of a power outage. I'd be able to limp along on battery. And if we had an extended power outage, like let's say... Let's say our power was out for like days at a time, which in an urban area like I live in is like at snowball's chance in today's climate. Uh, sorry. Uh, very unlikely, basically. Uh, because we have what's called net billing with our local utility monopoly. So BC Hydro allows you to buy or sell back any amount of energy continuously, depending on whatever the production is of, uh, say, you, you know, let's say you have like a, a a water turbine or something on your on your small farm. There's like a a, a stream that passes through, and you want to get some you know power out of it, or or if you have solar panels like I do, 
Um, so any additional power, you would just sell back to the grid at the same price. One of the big reasons people like batteries in places where they don't have a... Oh yeah, and our power costs the same no matter what time of day, because water is always falling, and it's mostly hydropower here in BC. So what a lot of people might use batteries for is to store up energy that they might need during a high cost uh, peak, like a peak cost time, like in the afternoon when everyone has their air yeah. conditioning on. Uh, they might use it to store excess energy that they've generated from their solar panels so they can use it at night. But I don't have to. Because of net billing, I can essentially use our provincial power grid as a giant battery. I can sell any excess anytime I want, and I can buy it back anytime I want, and it's always at the same price. So it's super cool. Um, Yeah, super cool, but it's not useful for me. Fair enough. Got another one here from Tara. If you happen to know, what are the demographics of the LTT audience? I can't be the only LTE lady, can I? You are not. You are not. You are in good company. There are literally dozens of I was you. I say, it's a, it's a proud few. But they do exist. I'll bring it up for you guys. Here, give me a sec. Uh, studio. Here we go. While you look that up, there's another question. Hey, Linus and Luke. I've been feeling very overwhelmed at work lately, as I'm sure you have been as well. How do you, if you do, turn off your brain and forget about work when it's time to go home? Um, I work from home. So yeah. I don't really, to Sucks be completely to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I've said this before, physical activity is really good. Go for a walk. Mm, yeah. Going for a walk is like way better than I think a lot of people realize. Physical health is mental health. Your brain is in your body. Yeah. And you don't have to like, you don't have to go lift weights or do anything too crazy. Literally. I mean, that's great. Do it if you want. All but right. literally just going for a walk is good. Are you ladies, gentlemen, and user specified ready? Because here we go. We are three, wow, that's actually higher than before, I think. 3.6% identifying as female, 95.3% identifying as male, and 1.2% user specified. As for ages, uh, I guess you guys can't really see that. Dan, do you mind just... Uh, he's uh, on it. He's on it. The, oh, what a guy. Oh my goodness. Thanks, Dan. Um, we have some minors, bearing in mind, of course, that most of these are probably grouped into these next two groups because they yeah. lie about their age so they can have access to the full platform. Then we, uh, in terms of age, are solid in the 18 to 34 year range and we start to trail off once you get to 35 to 44. Apparently I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm no longer my own core demographic, Luke, as of very soon. Oh no, now, now, yes, now. Uh, and then the, the senior crowd is pretty <clears throat> small. I'm pretty sure this is my grandma and grandpa. Um, and this is probably Luke's grandpa. parents. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about that's about it. Yeah, definitely trails off pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, 1.2%. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what else we got? Hmm. Uh, Jacob's asking, when is Luke's extreme Intel upgrade? Hmm? Oh, I'd have to be drawn. There's no like, as far as my understanding goes, there's no like, it's just a, a pile and we draw names like that. I don't, I don't get my uh, slip of paper isn't larger than anyone else's slip of paper. Um, I also had a non-Intel upgrade, but sort of upgrade thing that wasn't even like that long ago. Um, I'm chilling. My stuff's fine. Yeah. 
think this is kind of an interesting one. Based on a comment from last week that all major players are in the CPU and GPU markets, uh, do you think NVIDIA should branch out into CPUs? Well, they tried. They tried to buy ARM, remember? That was that whole thing. But you can't just, like, start making CPUs. We've talked about this a bunch. Getting into x86 is, like, super complicated. Yeah, it's um, not a thing, basically. So you need to buy a company that's in it, basically. Yeah, so either you buy AMD or you buy Intel. Good luck with that. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. I think in the same vein, Oliver's asking, are we going to get the get to see an AMD CPU show like we did with the Intel Arc GPUs? Uh, would love to see some great Team Red content. Um, I mean, they haven't reached out. I, uh, bloody hell, where'd it go? Did you uh, archive it already? Yes. Oh, man. I got okay. it. I'm not on that team no, anymore, no, but I would wager if they wanted to send out technical people uh, that aren't like incredibly PR by the book and we can dive into some things that it might be welcomed. Yeah, I mean, the big one for me, guys, is like content is content is everything. When AMD gave us early access to, what was it, like Vega or something like that? We were the first to unbox the Alienware with, uh, with like Vega graphics in it at LTX 2017 or something like that. Yeah. We were all over it. Like we'll we'll trip over ourselves to to bring fresh, interesting info and coverage to our viewers. But if you just want us to do a puff piece where we just like, you know, jerk you off for a little while and talk about how great you are, like save yourself the plane ticket. We're not going to do it, right? Like we got invited down to someone's HQ, and I pretty much said like, okay, what are we seeing? They were like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be our 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 lab where we create our vision of the future. And this was like a, a, a Silicon Valley, like tech yeah, giant. That and I'm like, what even is that? That yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. Let someone else do your puff piece. Um, if you have anything, if you want to tear down a server, if you want to talk about like the nitty gritty of some, you know, custom AI card that you guys design. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in, I'm down. Like, even though I don't travel anymore, I've gotten on a plane for IBM. I've gotten on a plane to see the fab, uh, to see Intel's fab. Uh, I was down for the exclusive hands-on, the early hands-on with Steam Deck. Like, if it's cool enough and you got my, you got my attention, I'm gonna do it. But make it, make it worth my, make it worth my while. Basically, is is what I'm trying to say. Not me. Make it worth my while in that you've made it worth the while of you know, a million or two million people turning their eyeballs at it. Okay, you want some more? Anon's asking, have you guys heard about the Half-Life 2 VR mod that will come out next month? Are either of you interested at all? I haven't even played Alex. Uh-oh. I'm oh. not a huge Half-Life guy, to be honest with you. I know, I know it's like sacrilege in the PC gaming community. I'm also not, though, which I'm, I'm surprised neither of us have gotten flamed harder for that. But um, I don't have a room scale area for VR. My place is too small. So, um... A lot of VR stuff has been, I like experience it at the office or at Linus's house at this point. Um, hopefully that will change at some point. But as of right now, I'm like, I'm seated only. So it's not, it's not super cool because the whole seated only experience feels very old at this point. XWAR2 says, to play devil's advocate, this is in float playing chat, could someone say you puff pieced Intel Arc a few weeks back on when? Not my perspective. Uh, I don't think so. I think that we presented a pretty clear story that wasn't just intel's story we said stuff that they were like um yeah. we also asked some questions they weren't super happy about yeah like well we, i mean okay they weren't yeah we did our jobs 
within the constraints of having a human understanding that, you know, there's certain questions. Like, I could have asked questions that I know they can't answer. I could have dug in and, and yelled at them knowing they're not going to answer because they're going to get fired. Like I, like, I understand the dynamics at play. So we pushed as hard as we could. It's not like you can even buy the thing right now. So, you know, oh, well, we didn't show the, the edge cases where it's really bad. It's like, yeah, fair enough, but we will. We're going to show it when we review it. So by the time it's actually a, a, a money decision factor, uh, we'll have given you guys the complete story. So no, I, I felt like it was fine. Carl is asking, uh, well, he's saying, congrats on launching the backpack. The radical transparency on sales numbers is kind of fun to watch. How terrifying is it to have another 20,000 bags on the way waiting to sell? Actually, not bad. Uh, we settled into what I think might be our our somewhat sustainable run rate today. Today, sales before Wancho even, and you guys have been amazing. A ton of you were like, warranty, let's go, and ordered backpacks. I've been watching them come across the screen here the whole time. But uh, even before that, today was the first day, because uh, you, usually you'll start like this, and you'll see a curve like this, right? So we're making our way into that asymptote uh, portion of our of our parabolic sales curve here. Um, today was the first day sales were up compared to the last day, looking like we're we're kind of settling in. And based on my numbers, we're actually out ahead of where we would need to be to just regularly stock the backpack. Because you guys got to understand, wave one's not even going to ship out till September twentieth right? Wave two isn't going to ship out till three weeks after that. And wave three isn't going to ship out until three weeks after that. We still have two and a half months to sit and sell wave three before we have a single backpack that is actually in stock. Now, we're maybe not going to move through all of wave three in that time, although we might. Uh, but that, like, yeah, yeah. What, what are those numbers? Actually, we might move through wave three in that time, meaning that by the time wave four arrives, we'll be in the holiday season when sales are naturally higher. And based on if it if they but if they settle in a little lower, the math I did was for, I think, about 50 a day or something like that. Our production time and shipping time is about five months. So in order to just have stock of it, we need to have like thousands and thousands in the warehouse once the end of wave four hits. So it's still possible we actually won't have enough and there will be a gap where we don't have stock before we can reorder and, it's, and get more stock. It's not like super normal to get to an order page and see the waves that are <laughs> I know. shipping. So uh, eventually it will just turn into a normal product that you can just buy on the store. When you buy it, it yeah. will ship when the people put it on the truck and you're good. We just felt it was really important. This was a Nick initiative and Luke's, uh, Luke's team executed it. But uh, Nick really felt um, that we wanted to make it, we would rather deter people from placing an order and to, by to saying, clear, hey, it's not going to be here for the first day of school. Let's make that abundantly clear yeah. rather than have people disappointed, right? And it, it'll be the same for, you know, if Screwdriver were to launch around the holiday season, we'd rather say it won't be here for Christmas than let people think maybe it will. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, to be clear, I wasn't bashing that approach. I'm just saying it's like we are currently in that situation but having some extra backpacks doesn't mean like, oh, no, everything's wrecked. It means it becomes a normal product instead of this product that has a bunch of waves on it, um, which is is how stores work. So and I think no we're going to see another wave of orders, uh, not like a wave, like a shipment wave. But I think we'll see another rush of orders when it's actually in stock. Because right yeah. now, 
anyone who is like splurging. You know, it's not an impulse buy. You, you don't to, get it for a while. Yeah, to wait. I mean, You're at this point, you have now. to wait. Yeah, to, till wave three, which is in like October or something. When, when when's wave three? I'm looking it up right now. I'm on the store. <laughs> I flipped over to my store tab. I'm like, yeah, trust me, bro. Warranty shirt. I love it. We actually launched two other shirts today. I was just so excited about the trust me, bro one. It's October 30th for wave three. Uh, components is super nice. I absolutely love this one. Um. Oh, look at that. We've got Yvonne as our as our model for this one. Uh, apparently, I'm here too, Dennis. Uh, this I love this color. Uh, this is our... What, what color is this? I don't know. It doesn't actually say. Apparently, we don't have a description for this, but whatever. It looks neat. And then the other one that launched today is the Key Switch shirt, which has a review, which we will probably have to get rid of because it's probably spam because they don't have the shirt yet because we just launched it. <sighs> Anywho... Okay, moving on. Again. Joshua, love the backpack and all the work you put into LMG. Something I wanted to ask both of you is, do you ever deal with imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome on YouTube, and if so, how do you manage to get past it and reach the heights you have? I think everyone deals with imposter syndrome yeah. a little bit. You know, do I do I deserve this? Uh, you know, I think I think. Uh, oh man, Richard Richard Smalley, Richard Smalley SNL, no. Oh man, uh, man, SNL, was it a Mike Myers bit? Molly SNL, dang it. No, no, it's someone else. Stuart Smalley, Stuart Smalley, uh, performed by Al Franken. Um, man, my memory was clearly way off there. But he basically has this catchphrase where he says, uh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Actually, in, in all seriousness though, uh, comedy aside, the the importance of positive self-talk cannot be overstated. It's super, super important. Oh, apparently the echo's back. Yeah, he's on it. Okay. Uh, if you say something, does it go away? Because that was one of our theories. I'm actually Maybe. here to troubleshoot it today, which is exciting. Nice. Nice, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that you have to, I think you have to find a balance. I think you have to find a balance that works for your own mental health. I, I think that telling yourself that you're just like the king and the greatest and everything either. you do, you absolutely deserve and was all 100% skill. I think that's ridiculous, right? There's an element. I mean, just being having the, the luck of being born in a place where I was able to pursue an entrepreneurial uh, endeavor, right? That's you can't take that. You can't take that for granted. Benefit or privilege on its own right. Let alone, you know, and I mean, there's things. there's luck things that are sort of luck and sort of, you know, skill in a way. Like I was kind of lucky that I just am really into tech and that I was I was motivated to pursue knowledge about it and to help people learn about it. There's there's also something to be said about luck about where a lot of people will will potentially be in that similar situation, but they don't take it. Um and and there's risk involved with it and all this other type of stuff. It's it's tough. Sometimes you'll work with someone who's just like amazing and it's like, oh <laughs> can I can I like stand up to this type of stuff? Can I can I stand beside these people? Um but try to find someone who can give you like real feedback that is both both positive and negative and accept the things that you might not be good at and work on them. But just like, no. don't worry about being necessarily number one in that situation and uh, do the best you can at the things you are good at. I don't know. It is what it is. Joshua. So, no, that was the one we just did. 
Ashley says, just wanted to say you guys are awesome. Hey, thanks, Ashley. You're awesome, too. Uh, my husband and I love everything we've gotten. We look forward to what you guys will do in the future. Also, has Luke gotten his Steam Deck? Is this going to be, this is going to be a question on Land Show every freaking week. Bell has. Really? Yeah. Well, when did he get his order in? Before you, I would guess. It was mine. It, oh. Yeah. You, you're not going to have a Steam Deck. Yeah. You're out. Decided, you're done. I decided. In very, you decided. In very stereotypical fashion for me. You cheaped out. I got to the order screen and was like, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I have hands-on with the Ioneo Air now. There's that's, cool handhelds coming that are not the Steam Deck. That's the other thing is like, if I did really want it, the order, like wait time from order is getting shorter. And there's like an end in sight for having a huge wait time in front of your order. And it seems like due to... Um, the community's general excitement around it that they're going to keep developing. So if like, if I wanted one in the future, I could get one. Mm -hmm. I didn't like need it right now. Um, and it was like really expensive and I've got other things to save for right now. So I was like, this just, I, the amount of times that I would end up using this, like, what am I going to do? Walk around, do my walks with a steam deck? No, it's probably the not. Toilet. Um, <laughs> just saying, yeah. just saying. So I'm going to play for, like an extremely yeah i don't know i just i don't think i would get enough there's no way i would get enough use out of it to justify the price tag in my opinion and i do think other people would so like whatever you're so i don't think i'm so gd cheap because i wouldn't buy like a thousand dollar device come on <laughs> um, i would have if i was in like the first wave i would have done it um but yeah, it was so late. Like, it's not It's not exactly like I'm one of the first people. I'm not even really like an early adopter anymore. Like, I, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't nearly as interested because the early adopter flair was effectively gone. And it was super expensive. There's other things for me to save for that yeah. I'm like actively saving for. So whatever, just move it on. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you saw this, but Tim Zentu said... Is it the USB audio encoder you're using? There used to be one with a memory leak that would break on podcasts after an hour. Unplugging and replugging the DAC fixed it. Leo Laporte and CNET used to have it. I don't believe so. Uh, let me check memory. Steam decks cost money. Not on my watch. Luke, probably. <laughs> Ferno 182. <laughs> <on Globe. laughs> memory. Uh, and Drakis says, no. You're goddamn cheap because you won't even buy new shoes. Has nothing to do okay, with Steam Deck. Okay, but that's not, that's a different thing. Come on. Okay, so the shoes thing is because if I, I, I thought, okay, when we talked about the shoes thing, I, I said the bounty too, and just everyone ignored it. I put up a bounty for this exact pair of shoes for like over four times the original cost. And yeah, I was, you know, in like, you know, sneaker heads, ooh, four times original cost, yeah. ooh, big spender. But these aren't, I, I know, I but know, these I know. aren't like fancy shoes that anyone cares about. So I was, I was really hoping to be able to find them because these aren't, these aren't like collectible. No one cares at all. But yeah, I could never find them. I've tried on quite a few other shoes and I just, they don't fit me the same way. Like I, I was doing a, a technical thing. I'm not going to get way into it, but it was, it was a technical walk thing the other day. And, I was like thinking in my head, like, wow, yeah, these shoes are still great. And I really wish I could just have more pairs of them. My mistake there in, in being cheap was like a week after I got them. And I was like, wow, these are perfect. I should have went and bought like a ton. 
I should have went and bought like at least five just so that I would have them moving forward. That's what I screwed up. <laughs> Luke is the watermelon returner. I'm not. Leave me alone. Um, all right, we got a couple more. Are you still diagnosing, Dan, or do you want to hit us with this? I have absolutely no what what idea the issue could be. It's driving me nuts. Oh. Keeps uh, me up at night. I can't pronounce this. Says audio dude here. It's instant, so sounds like the activation of another mic farther away in the room than Linus and Luke. So not an echo. And we do have two other mics here. I don't have inputs for either of them. You do not have. Mine inputs was for them. muted. There are no other extraneous resources. No other microphones. No other anything. The signal chain's really nice and clean. Uh, one thing that cool. I think it might be is active uh, the, one of the noise canceling uh, plugins because I disabled that and then it came back. So okay. I'll have to experiment with that. All right. Well, I see. I see, see four we can do. devices. One, two, uh, yeah, they're all muted, so they're not coming. No, through. there's four unmuted devices right now. Bleep sound one is, each is the one. Oh, bleep see. sound yep. is one of them. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's my mind. Got it. Okay. It's maddening. It's maddening. <laughs> All right, hit us again. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Lixwolf is asking, Hi, Linus and Luke. Do either of you use Windows virtual desktops at all? Uh, I always feel it's an underused workflow feature on Windows as opposed to Linux. I tried it for a while. It's been a long time, so my feedback wouldn't be accurate if I tried to give it now. Um, but I did not find like it was as good as the Linux one was. I don't remember why, and I know that's not very helpful. Um, but I, I did actively use the Linux one. I tried with the Windows one, and I stopped. Uh, oh, Aries, I accidentally um, archived this one. Have you checked out GameStream and Remote Desktop on the Steam Deck? Uh, currently using it as a daily driver to stream our VMs with VMware Horizon and Steam Stream games. Power usage is minimal, enabling max battery life. Yeah, that's a super cool use case for it. I'm super into remote game streaming. I think we were one of the first ones to really yeah. dive into it back in the day when Valve first launched that feature, and it was run by, as far as I could tell, one dev. Um, and yeah, it's a super, super smart way to optimize your battery life. And the screen is so small that the kinds of compression artifacts that you're dealing with at the bit rates that we can now encode nearly instantaneously to, uh, it, it's it's minimal. It's freaking awesome. Like if you're trying to run 60 megabit on a giant 4K TV or something like that, you're game streaming like that, you're, you're going to see a lot of compression. But on a tiny little display like that, man, it looks really good. Really good. Yeah. Oh, Anonymous with the Cathar Storm G5. I will give you, it's the silver one. <sighs> hmm. I'll give you a grand. What? Sorry, what is this? It's like the... It's a piece of water cooling history that no one but me probably cares about. Oh, okay. That's a really... It's a good price. It was a good investment. So there. That's my, that's my offer. Um, you can get in touch via the publicly available email on the channel. But that's, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, Dan, hit me. Uh, James is asking, challenging situation. Way to end up doing the right thing. What is the product category that, bearing all expense and reason, you would love to tackle? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Um, would you I, do cars? Oh, heavens no. Lamborghini. No, heavens Remember, no. Remember, 
Okay, so I don't think it would change your answer. But remember, rip, barring all expense and reason. I don't have a ton of passion for it. No, I know, which is why I said that's, I think the answer stays the same. I'm just making yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the why do I have this hanging off my ear? I've had this off the whole time. Uh, that's that's the that's the reason. I mean, the things that I'm really kind of simple. The things I'm really passionate about, I, I we're kind of doing making screwdriver. We have awesome water bottles. What about <laughs> These your, are kind of, your own line of motorcycles? Um, see, that's the thing though. Is what would I contribute? I'm not a professional rider. Like I like it. You build it for you. Yeah, but I don't think that. No, no. We should let the. I think that's one of those categories where we should really let the professionals and the engineers work together and come up with something. And I'm just gonna enjoy it, right? Like if the the, the most I might change is gonna be the aesthetic anyway. So I'll just get a body kit, right? Like I, I can customize my own if I really want to. I don't think it needs to be a mass mass market product. Audio equipment that doesn't echo. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mine would be games. Losing my mind. Uh, okay, sorry. Product? I think you could. We got another one. The Doctor. Hey, Linus, you showed the Steam Deck fitting into the LTD backtack without the case, but will it fit with the Steam Deck case or the D-brand kill switch cover? Uh, one moment, please. Uh, Luke, you're handling the next one, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's a question for you, specifically. Nice. Um... Well, do your best. Okay, so it says, hey, Linus, trying to avoid cat cables running around in a house I am renting a room at, but need 600 to 700 megabit per second speed for my PC. Do you suggest Ethernet over power or mesh network? Oh, personally, neither. Um, I would just figure it out. Run network cables. cables. Yeah. Um, just find yeah, a way to do it nicely. I did. No, I just mean you could have just said. Oh, I hadn't. I hadn't read the whole thing. This will be Linus's answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you and I both know each other's position on that yeah. pretty well, <laughs> and have <laughs> I have uh, given examples to each other of it multiple times. Um, but yeah, just find just find a way to run it that isn't super bad. Man, cable manage it nicely. There's ways, and there's ways. I understand you included. I'm renting a room in this house. Um, there are ways to do it non-destructively for sure. Um, but yeah, just just run the cable. You're not you're not going to be happy with either of the other solutions. There is also power line. You're not going to get 600, he, 700. He, su he suggests yeah, uh, Ethernet over power or mesh network. But he's saying six to, six to oh, seven hundred. Ethernet over power. I switched it around in my mind. I went power over Ethernet. That's how I usually say it as yep, well. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, that's, no, no. Uh, Poe is a different thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So I uh, I was thinking. Well, I just call it power line. Yes. But whatever. Um, it, those speeds are very specific. Yes. And like, what could he need that for? So I'm assuming it's something that's like relatively important, blah, 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 blah. And at that point, like, I don't really want to, the fluctuations that are involved with both of those solutions are just, 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 just run a cable. Run the cable. It's, <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Um, oh, right. So here it is. Don't worry about it, Dan. Oh, never mind. He wasn't going to spring into action anyway. So the idea here was that we've got one of those like oh, soft. Brand, oh, whoops! Sorry, in the main pocket or the uh, laptop pocket, not the main pocket. We've got one of those soft no, facing things here in the bottom. Okay, right here. So the idea was you could put your Steam Deck in unsheathed. You can also put it in in the case, but note that that will, if you have a laptop as well. Oh, he is springing into action. Okay, if you have a laptop in there as well, which I do, okay, it's it's pretty tight. So when you 
close it, like, yeah, it works fine, but that's pretty, uh, that's pretty tight. So, like, it doesn't interfere with the main pouch of holding or anything like that. Oh my goodness, this is really hard to do. But it does bulge a little bit at the bottom. I mean, you can't break the laws of physics. It takes up as much space as it takes up. Uh, what I would typically do, just because you have to kind of unzip it. So, well, I don't know. It's also got the little handle on it. It actually comes out pretty easily. Okay, it kind of works. It wasn't what we had in mind, but because it's just the right width already, it's fine, I guess. What I would probably do with it is throw it in the main compartment, just because, like... Yeah, me this too. is so bulky. Anything and... that's not going to be the... anything that's going to be that big should go into the area of holding. And it's got a protective cover on it anyway, so it's not like you have to worry about it yeah. banging on things or anything like that. Yeah. Oh no, Matt asks, "What's the latest with my home smart switches?" Well, half of them are no longer visible. Um, I don't know if that's Home Assistant's fault or their switches' fault. Uh, so I can't change any of the parameters. Um, ugh. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll email back the Innovelli CEO and be like, yeah, we need to do the line of switch. I'll, I'll, I'll promote it. I'll fund it. I don't care. I just want to get rid of these things. But, but it, it might not be their fault. I have more diagnosis to do. And be, like, we're not even, we don't even have a lot of boxes unpacked. So diagnosing smart switch things is just lower on my list of priorities. Although we did do RGB in the gaming room today. Oh, there's a lot. An RGB vendor sponsored the video. Oh boy! So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. Oh, there's another one. Uh. Hey, thanks, Samuel. Message me on the OG forums about extending the Silver Tech Tips limited shirt time. You responded back with, I will talk to Nick. From then on, I knew I could trust you, bro. Thanks for being real always. I do my best. Sometimes I screw it up. <laughs> Sometimes I screw it up. Things happen. But darn it, I try. Thanks, Samuel. Okay. And I'm going to try to end this show. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel with no controversy. And you can trust him on that, bro. Bye. Trust me, bro. Warranty. TMB.